yo, 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 it's your boy, Tio, as you know. It's your boy, Old Rain, real name, no games, no gimmicks. Yo, it's the motherfucking Fade Podcast, the one-stop shop for everything TV, me and film related, along with any other goddamn thing you want to talk about, coming to you live, direct, Proof of Concept Studios. What in the fuck is up? I'll tell you what's up. Listen, Blacklist just l- released season eight on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, this is one of my favorite times, not necessarily of the year, because I don't know like the yearly cadence of when they release seasons. But if you know me, you know that Blacklist is one of my favorite shows. Raymond Reddington, the concierge of crime, is one of he's my hero. Listen, I the concierge of crime. What the fuck does that mean? It's, it means like he whatever delicate crime to where it needs to go. Yes, exactly. <laughs> he is the kind. Whatever delicate crime you want, whatever you want to order up, he will deliver to you in uh, just beautiful fashion. Whether it's espionage, uh, you want like secret government information, you want to call a call in a hit, whatever the thing you might want to indulge in, he will. Be able, he's the guy you call, right? Okay. Uh, so Blacklist is uh, season eight is up on Netflix, and uh, there are those shows that, like, for me at least, like, impact who you become in that moment of time in which you're watching the show. Like, whatever your favorite show might be, whether you like to have Sex in the City or whether you're Breaking Bad or, or if you're, uh, you know, uh, if you're a Soprano now and you're in the Italian Mafia, whatever your thing might be, whether you embody Tony Soprano or Walter White, for me it's Raymond Reddington. You like, you're watching the show and you talk like the character, and and your mannerisms become the character on the show, and uh, like you just really ingrain yourself in the show and the storyline. That is what happens to me. Blacklist is back. I never, My storytelling. Blacklist. Is that the same Ooh. thing? Is that the one that uh, what's his name? You is dog. Is, is that the one James Spader's on? Blacklist. Yes, Robert California. You know him yeah. from The Office. We're talking about James Spader. <laughs> We're talking about Ultron. One of my favorite. One of my favorite. Of, have you watched? Uh, have you watched the rest of What If? Uh, no. But in an alter universe, in an alternate universe, I'm sure there's like a storyline going on about like what if I did watch it. You tell me. What, what am I missing? Well, no, this is because Ultron ends up playing a pretty big role in what happens. Uh, to spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't watched uh, What If yet, but uh, basically they run a storyline of what if Ultron actually won. Um, so what if he actually ended up uploading his consciousness to, or I guess his, whatever the fuck you want to call him, um, to, uh, to um, Vision. Um, because you know how, like, that's how that's what he was trying to do in Age of Ultron is upload himself to Vision, who had the Mind Stone in. Um, yeah. And this is, uh, and they explore what happened, what would happen if he did do that. I, I saw a snippet is. of it where it's like he like Woo! just he like killed Thanos, yeah. took the Infinity in, Gauntlet in mm. timely fashion. And the Avengers are fucking around here trying to concoct these crazy ass. Yo, you know what? What if confirmed? What if confirmed how trash Vision was? Um, is is what that series dictated to me. Uh, Ultron, in precisely five seconds, if that, uh, saw Thanos, Thanos, dismissed him, took his Infinity Gauntlet, <laughs> right? Uh, and then what the fuck did Vision do? Uh, you, you gotta kill me. You gotta kill me. What the fuck are you talking? Yo, he was so weak in all of Infinity War uh, that it was it was unbearable how weak he was. Like, I understand he got deboed like, from, the t- from the start of Infinity War, 
but it just like Ultron just dismissed him with a little laser down the middle, and he just took yeah. Care of so, him. and here's the thing We're though: done. Vision in Age of Ultron was like this guy is not no, fuck. He, he can't lose. fuck with him. He, he picked lose. up Thor's hammer. He was bodying all of Ultron's little minions. Like he he was just fucking shit up left and, and right. In, in Infinity and War, then, he looked like he would have he would have lost in uh, Squid Games like the first round. Like a little oh <laughs> yeah, would have been out. Red light, green light. <laughs> Um, you know what that, you know what that says? Like, you know, when you, once you get into a long-term relationship, you know, you're, you know, your, your testosterone has gone, your manhood is gone. Mm. Cause in end game in infinity war, he was just all about, uh, you know, Scarlet, uh, Scarlet witch. Right. Yeah. Now he, now he's a married man. He's a dad. He's like at that, uh, fucking <laughs> parent teacher conferences. That's why, they, that's why Thanos fucked him up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's too much edge. on his mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I don't know. Sometimes family makes you uh, makes you a little stronger, right? Like you know, I think not in his the, case. Yeah, fair he enough. He literally yeah, died. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> it definitely <laughs> made him weaker. Weaker, uh, weak as fuck. <laughs> All right. Uh, look, unless you had any more to add to that, I know you're trying to get to a point with uh, your blacklist thing, but I, I think we can. No, no, no. Listen, my point was like, I love this time when uh, when your favorite show comes back on with a new season, and you just get to like really immerse yourself into it for me it's blacklist if you guys haven't seen blacklist i highly recommend you check it out james spader as um as fucking uh the concierge of crime as raymond reddington is absolutely stellar it's one of my favorite shows i highly recommend you guys check it out too yeah 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 there you go um yeah blacklist has never been one of those shows that's been on my mind also didn't they change like the uh, the, the actress who was like supposed to be i guess his daughter or some shit uh no she's been there from the beginning she is pure dog shit <laughs> Jesus, I wouldn't hire her Jesus on Angie's Christ. list to calm. pick up my dog shit. Uh, her acting you. ability, yeah, no, no, there's, there's no calm here. Um, <laughs> he is fuck like uh, she's she's no fucking good. Like if they were to recast her mid episode, <laughs> like episode one of the entire series, if like 15 minutes in they just recasted her, yeah, I'd be like. Right. Yeah, yeah okay right. that seems all right yeah <laughs> well fair enough yeah yeah it's it's always uh i look i've never watched blacklist so i don't i can't i couldn't verify the things you're saying but uh but i do know what it's like when like one particular actor actress is bringing down like a show that you're just like if this was just different it would just change everything uh yeah I, I everybody else is great everybody else yeah. is great but her she's like she is the you know the, the analogy of like the weak link in the chain yeah like yeah. she is the one you know, yeah. like she she will sink the ship. Yeah. Well, Thank God for uh, James Spader. Yeah, you could say she's the vision of Blacklist. Uh, all right. So, or Hawkeye. Uh, no, Hawkeye came through in some very clutch moments. I'm not gonna lie. To he should have. He it, it, listen. It should have been him, not not Black Widow. Let's be uh, real. I, I think we were all hoping that. But but honestly, what if sort <laughs> of uh, uh, what if opened the door for that? Perhaps maybe to be the case. They 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 gave us a little back doorway to where you know Black Widow might not be uh, so done as we thought, uh, which is why I think uh, you know one of the things we're going to mention in our, our this week next week segment is look ScarJo coming coming ahead to uh, with this um, Disney thing that they settled. Um, yeah, I don't know, dude. I, I feel like this was always headed towards um, a, a settlement. But of I course, think, of course, I, yeah. I this think, is not going to be a long, drawn out thing. No, well, it, it's it's no longer drawn out because it's it's over. Yeah, uh, they they've essentially settled. Um, so 
Uh, let me read here a little bit from Screen Rant. Uh, the resolution of Scarlett Johansson's lawsuit against Disney is reportedly tied to her role in the upcoming Tower of Terror movie adaption. Johansson uh, leveled a suit against Disney back in July after the company decided to release the Black Widow, uh, Disney Plus. The lawsuit, which uh, has since garnered the support of other actors, uh, other actors and celebrities, alleges that uh, that this new release strategy hurt the film's box office revenue, thus negatively impacting Johansson's uh, payment for the film. Johansson has reportedly pay, uh, uh, Johansson was reportedly paid twenty million, um, but the lawsuit recently reached uh, a settlement with Johansson reportedly receiving a payout of forty million. Uh, both Johansson and uh, Disney made public statements that uh, about resolving the lawsuit with Disney uh, chairman Alan Bergman. Um, making clear that the company is looking forward to collaborating with Johansson on future projects, including specifically Disney's Tower of Terror. So basically, they had this project coming up. They knew, fuck, all right, well, we got to give you something because we need to, <laughs> we got this other movie in the pipeline. You're scheduled to be in it. We got to figure out what the fuck is, uh, uh, you know, what we're going to do going forward. Plus, I would have to imagine that um, there's something in her Marvel future here. I, I just, with the way that What If ended, leaves you with this with this feeling that um that uh that she's not quite done in in the marvel universe as black widow um at least as as much as we we thought there i think there's there might be a cameo or something like that in the future for uh, especially with this whole fucking multiverse uh many worlds theory um or, or many worlds um ideas like the multi on. the multiverse is that what you're yeah. talking about many worlds or multiverse it, yeah it, uh it's it's not exactly the same thing, but yes, long story short, yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, so I, I saw a sediment coming. Like, I, I feel, I felt like this is a thing that neither side wanted to drag out. I mean, like, let's be real, Disney. Nah, I, I think, I think, I think Scarjo is willing to fucking uh, hold her feet to the fire, or hold their feet to the fire. I don't think she gave a shit. She's like, all right, whatever. If you want me to be in your movie, cool. If not, I got some other projects. Don't worry. Sure, but I mean, like, yeah. I feel like Disney was at a point where it's like, you know, like we've we've got the money, we respect you as a talent. Um, we want to make sure that our working relationship moving forward is amicable. Uh, let's let's find a number that you're comfortable with. Let's settle and like let's uh, get back to positive publicity, right? That's really what it comes down to. You're fucking up the yeah. money. Yeah. Um, but, so, but, but Disney was kind of well. She wasn't. Fu- they were fucking up the money, right? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, and, and and here's here's what I'll say. Disney got like oddly personal with it, where they fucking they put her stats out there in terms of how much money she was making off of like what her base salary was for 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 Black Widow. They basically like kind of trashed her in terms of like, well, I don't know why she would be doing this. This seems to be hurting the brand versus helping the brand. And it's just like, fam, what the fuck? Like, did, did she steal somebody's like lunch money? Like, did she see? No, she I, fucking... I don't think it was personal. I think it was just like contract information, right? It just is like. Uh, athletes who, do the same thing. Who else have they? No, no, not athletes. Actors, or actresses. We're talking about customary to one's profession, right? When is it? When is it like a studio? Not not saying that agents don't let out information. Not saying that the media is is privy to certain information. But when has a studio come out and be like, this person's making this much, so they should shut the fuck up? Like when has that ever? Been um, the case? Listen, there's never a wrong time. If I'm the head of the studio, right? So we we've <laughs> seen we've both seen the morning show on Apple TV. This is something. Billy, Billy, uh, uh was it, uh, is it Cundrip? Cundip? Uh, What's his name? Cutip? Billy Cutip? This is something he would do. Well, yeah. well, we're paying you forty million to be a to be a yeah, face, yeah. right? We, that, we can replace you with any other face. Private back the back and forth conversations 
behind the scenes, not like in fucking the New York Times <laughs> bold headline. Yeah, so I'm, I'm sure they had this conversation. <laughs> They, I'm sure they had this conversation in private. Now it's like, oh, let's leak that conversation. Just, we paid mm. you a lot of fucking money. But again, you did but great. Again, Thank the, you. The, the, the distinction that I'll make here, we can quickly move on from this. The distinction I'll make there is that uh, leaking it to the to the press is different from literally coming out with a press statement saying this much, right? I agree with you. They they might they might leak that or they might do this or that. They, there's tons of games that they play. But for them to just come out with a press release and be like, yo, we paid you 20 million, so we expect you to shut the fuck up and be a good soldier, that's a bridge too far. In my opinion. I'd have did the same thing. I'd have yeah, did the I, same I, I, thing. It sounds like something you do. So. With a smile. We paid you a lot of money. There are hungry people all over the country. You got 25 million. Shut the fuck up. Black Widow. Uh, yeah, but anyway, we'll, I'm, I'm glad we'll, I'm glad to see a resolution here. Uh, you know, yeah. a lot of great things coming from Marvel. We'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how that works for you the next time you've got contract negotiations. <laughs> if, if if the company's like, yeah, yeah, Rain, we paid you whatever your base salary is. Why don't you shut the fuck up and enjoy enjoy what we gave you? Okay, how about you do that? We I can negotiate all my contracts. <laughs> is by telling them to shut the fuck up. I I don't think that they yeah. Ask I I can't <laughs> I can't make the Zoom call. Send me the recap email. Uh, all right, let, let's trek on here. Um, look, let's talk about some movie stuff before we get into this, like not necessarily. Awesome stuff, but just like general stuff. Uh, let's talk about movies that are coming out this week and next week. Uh, so we got No Time to Die. Finally, Bond is coming out after what feels like an eternity. Uh, this is like the one movie that I remember around the time of that, uh, the beginnings of the pandemic where it was just like, fuck, this movie was just about to come out and then, you know, got delayed. Uh, so, so a year overdue. And from what I understand, tracking pretty nicely to, to not have a bad day uh you know for the release um so what's your look uh shout out to search me and search had a conversation um because you couldn't meet, make our meeting this week you son of a bitch um but uh, what was i doing again uh, nothing nothing as i uh, scratching you see, your balls you see this on line? the couch <laughs> this line? Yeah. i was looking rough get you get your money back <laughs> um <laughs> uh so we were having a conversation about bond right and i was kind of explaining to him like I have no interest in I, I, I kind of hate Bond, if I'm being perfectly honest here, um, because it's the same story rehashed over like 60 years. And it's so played the fuck out. Daniel Craig's version of Bond has clearly changed the game. But what I realized it is, is that I hate stories that don't have a beginning, middle and an end. And if there's one fucking character on scre- uh, on the screen that has had no such effort to make a beginning, middle, end to their story, it's James fucking Bond. We have lived through like 60 years of these films, and every time it's just a fucking rehash of the same exact thing. Bond is dope, and he does dope shit, and he sleeps with hella women, uh, and he always wins in the end. I've described literally every James Bond movie ever. How fucking interesting yeah. is that over 60 fucking years or however long Bond's been? In our he, he, you know what? Position. You're right. He's been doing this so long. I would love to see like more of like who James Bond is like well, what when he he's did not. With Daniel Craig's with Daniel Craig's iteration of Bond. So I've been happier with Craig's take on Bond or, or the stories that they've developed because they've actually given us an actual story arc to follow, right? Everything else is 
and look, I defy anybody. Go back to watch any. Wait, of so, so this is the twenty five movies though. This is the twenty fifth movie, right? Movie, correct. Yeah. So yeah, at this point, it's like I need to know a little bit more about Bob. What do you do on your off day, right? Like, you know, all these women that you slept with, like you've yeah. had to have got, you know, gonorrhea once, like, yeah, you know, or I want to see pregnant. that. I know yeah. there's a. I know there's. I want to see that time. There in the hospital room like damn i really gotta save <laughs> i really gotta defuse that bomb but you i do the, need these antivirals you got that uh, penicillin? <laughs> after 25 movies i need a little bit more but no i'm not gonna lie i'm very excited for bond like i, I feel like this 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 character and the story is one of those where it's like you know i'm do i care about the beginning no do i want to see a great end sure but I'm I'm living for all the shit in between. Mm. Uh, I just love the character, and I want the character story to continue. Like short term memory, right? Like I saw the last movie. Oh, you saved the world. Oh, next movie, you're gonna save the world again. Fuck it, let's go. Right? That's the ride I'm here for. No, I I I think when, if... when I go to Six Flags America, I don't care how they built the ride or the engineering behind the coaster and you know fucking momentum and trajectory. No, listen, I just want to get on it and go and have fun. I don't care about the beginning. Yeah. I don't care about the end. I just yeah, want to have fun. How many times can you ride the same exact ride before you? Twenty five, apparently. <laughs> so wait, so you so you've enjoyed all twenty five of the Bond movies? Is what you're telling me? Right uh, no, I'm not gonna lie. Like, was I uh, <laughs> was I old enough to really appreciate Octopussy and like the Roger Moore Bonds and uh, the, who was it? Was it wasn't Anthony Hopkins? It was uh, or was it Anthony Hopkins? No, Sir Roger Moore. Sir Roger Moore and uh, fucking uh, uh well, I, Dalton, so whatever I the got, fuck his name is. I think it's yeah. Tony Dalton. I got or... into Bond when uh, Pierce Brosnan was uh, GoldenEye and, yeah. uh, you know, uh, Tomorrow Never Dies and those. That's when yeah. I got into the Tomorrow Bond Tomorrow Never movies. Dies was horrible. Uh, GoldenEye, obviously, nostalgia, both because Classic. of the movie as well as the game. Uh, Tomorrow Never Dies, really forgettable. Um, the, what was the, the other one with enough. Holly Berry? Uh, no, no, no. We, we the world is not we, enough. Hold on, hold on. No, no, that, that's not the one with Holly Berry. Uh, but The World Was Not Enough was probably my favorite Bond movie before um, before uh, Skyfall came my favorite, uh, came along. My favorite is Casino Royale. That's fair. That's fair. A lot of people would, would argue that. Um, but uh, so of the Brosnan era, I would say that uh, uh, GoldenEye as well as um, The World Is Not Enough, Die Another Day, it might be one of the worst movies I think I've ever seen in in, in my in my life. Was it that the was one with like Denise so Richards and Halle Berry? Yes, it was mm. so bad and so silly um, that it's almost not describable. I feel like you just have to watch it in order just to see how preposterous it is. Um, uh, and that's really yeah, why that, they, you can watch that movie on mute for sure. Uh, or just not watch it at all. Like you could try that too. That that might be a better <laughs> better strategy. Um, but that that was the movie that was just like they were like, no, we've got to go back to the drawing board. Okay, we got to get serious again. <laughs> we got to get people respecting us again. Okay, this is fucking James Bond we're talking about. They did that movie in a week. <laughs> they they well they tried to. Uh, the the writing would dictate that. Um, but uh, but but I say all that to say that even at its best, which is uh, so like I said, the world was not uh, the world is not enough. Uh, and I, I'm excluding the Daniel Craig era. The world is not enough. Was probably my favorite Bond. Um, even that was kind of silly. But like, dude, going back and watching because I I used to actually watch these movies. Like my dad had like the fucking VHS tapes of Doctor No, uh, fucking um, Moonraker. Doctor No, uh, holy shit. 
uh, all of these movies. Uh, you know, so we'd sit down, we'd watch it, dude. These movies were so fucking boring dude they were so boring like the effort that they just they just airlifted the plot out of the previous movie made some minor changes to the villain and you know the women that bond slept with and then they were like we got another one guys they were like fucking yeah. dj Khaled. they were like another one. <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's be real Ro- roger moore's bond really was just like you know a sex offender like i feel like <laughs> he would just like put sex quaaludes offender. He would just put quaaludes in like the women's drinks, like tell me all you know about the secret Russian missile. How is that different from any other Bond, though? I don't understand. Why is he a sex offender, but nobody else is? Because the other Bonds would use martinis, you know, like you know, without the quaaludes. Um, <laughs> Roger Moore's was like all about the quaaludes. Right. That right. so it, it was yeah, it was a dark time in Bond writing. They were like, yo, let's simplify this shit. Like let's let this random Jesus assistant Christ. know all about the Russian missiles. Uh, and that's how we're gonna solve the, the the crime. At least like the more recent Bond movies, like they they have plot to it, they have character to it. Uh, I would argue Daniel Craig no. is the best Bond ever, in my opinion. I do also really like uh, Pierce Brosnan as Bond. I know he had like a you know a, the world is not enough wasn't the greatest, but I still enjoyed that movie. The old ones, Roger Moore and whoever the fuck else played Bond, <laughs> those movies were dog shit. Yeah, look, but but obviously, like, and we'll talk about this later with Squid Games, right? But different movies are different eras, right? Like, uh, so obviously the the Sean Connery Bond, the Roger Moore Bond, the um, uh, and we, you know we won't won't mention the the lesser known Bonds. Like, uh, I think his name's something Dalton. I forget what his la- first name is. Andy uh, Dalton. No, is not, <laughs> I don't think to play for the Bengals. Yeah, I don't think the Red Rifle played played Bond, but um. Uh, maybe his dad did. I don't know. Uh, but the the Pierce Brosnan, Daniel Craig, right? Different bonds for different eras. So each each sure, of these yeah. movies sort of dealt with different themes and and different ideas, right? And that that kind of mimicked the era. Like I remember watching one thing that basically talked about how Bond, um, uh, the the movies tend like they tend to be what we demanded them to be for their for their time right which i feel like is true you know um uh, you know with a lot of the stuff going on in the the 80s going into the 90s you dealt with more sort of a cold war type of vibe and, and situation um in the daniel craig era um you you're dealing with most uh with more post 9-11 which is uh uh sort of distrust in our own <laughs> intelligence agencies and distrust in our own governments uh and and bonds sort of disillusion with with his own sort of existence you know um and yeah so, and so I, I just looked I, it I, up I, goldeneye came out in 1995 so i feel like yeah. you know to your point uh perfect timing right there's this like early this like mid 90s era where it's like you know this like uh bravo male masculinity on hero well, saving the damsel in distress well i mean that's literally that, all that like 90s point. charm about film not much storytelling but like does it look good is it sexy and is it fun like that well, like well 90s that's interesting film. that you say that because one some people would say that pierce brosnan was actually like sort of the intro of the you know and again, I, this doesn't come from me. I, f- I forget what video I watched, but they talked about this. It was like the metrosexual, you know, dude, you know, who mm. was was kind of like the cross between, um, you know, you know, worrying about like having his shit together versus like being like the dude who just like pumble people, you know, uh, to that. So he's sort of a, the, the, the in between there. But but anyways, I digress. I fucking I kind of hate Bond. So I'm not 
really looking forward to this, but I, I do want to see this con- the conclusion to Daniel Craig's iteration of Bond. Um, yeah. But if I'm being honest, I think I'm done with Bond. And if it weren't, for, and I'll say this here, if it weren't for Jason Bourne, I think Bond would kind of be dead right now because Bourne forced the Daniel Craig era to begin, right? Because once they saw what Jason Bourne was able to do, they were like, nah, fuck that. We got to get some shaky cam in here. We got to get some fucking action in here. Somebody who can fucking punch, <laughs> throw a punch, you know, mm. uh, and not just throw See, a gun like, at somebody. Great question. Who would win in a fight? Jason Bourne I don't or think a, I don't think it's James Bond? Why is that a question? How is so a question? I think Bourne listen, I think- would whoop his ass. Wait, wait so like Matt Damon as Jason Bourne or Daniel Craig as James Bond? So while no, I think no, no. Matt... so so I think when when did Bourne come out? That was what two thousand what? Ah, uh, fucking! Uh, I remember that was I was dating this, That's probably like two. I was talking to this ugly girl at the time. It yes. had to have been like two thousand six. Was that two thousand six? Born Identity uh, was 2002. Yeah, that's what I knew was that early. Uh, Die Another Day came out 2002 as well, if I'm not mistaken about that. Um, so really, we're catching the end of the Pierce Brosnan era. So that's who you got to compare. So Damon versus Brosnan. No, no. But like Born Legacy, came, like all, those movies, all Born Legacy, Born Ultimatum. I think Born Legacy was the last one, but that was Jeremy Renner. So Matt Damon's last one was 2007. So no, nah, nah, I would put him up against. Uh, no, it wasn't. He uh, just came out of a movie. Daniel Craig. Who? They just came out. They just came out with. Uh, Born. Oh yeah, Born. Uh, Jason yeah. Born. That was 2016. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So no, you got to put uh, Matt no. Damon versus Daniel Craig. While what? I think Matt Damon would win in like a straight up fist fight, I think Daniel Craig as Jason uh, uh, James Bond is more crafty, and I think he'd he'd win in the what? fight ultimately. Fucking Born's out there killing niggas with like fucking pens and shit and uh, pencils like and books like what do you mean somebody more creative what <laughs> i mean so did about? james bond james bond Run. killed he needs people fucking with Q. other who's, stuff who's, who's q <laughs> for fucking jason board jason born is his own q okay that's how fucking uh again uh, in a straight up fist fight in a bathroom bonds uh sorry jason born's got it in like what, if what you were more if what it were a more fight? crafty fight in a kitchen or in a bathroom, Bourne's got it. In a kitchen, can... okay, whatever. Bond's got it. Whatever. You just say things to say them. Um, all right. Let, let's, I'm let's... referring to specific movie scenes. Yeah, I was also. He killed people with both pencils <laughs> and fucking books. I saw him just beat the shit out of somebody with the fucking book. It wasn't even. It wasn't uh, that even was a, hard, a. It wasn't even a hardcover book. I think it was. I think it was like the yellow. No, no, pages. Th- that was a yellow page. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> come on, dude. He, come Yo, on. If you kill me with close. yellow pages, <laughs> yeah, I will 100 percent haunt you. Nah, and nah, even nah, if nah, I, nah. even it's... if God were to like arraign, like here, heaven's gates, welcome to. You know, an, an infinite life of happiness. Yeah, no, look, send me let, back. Let, he let killed me, me with a yellow book. Let me, let me get you off there. It's, motherfucker. It's it's if they killed you with a, a white book, uh, then 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 we got something. Uh, mm, <laughs> yeah. right, uh, what Harry Potter book would be the worst? If you kill me with uh, the fucking prisoners of Azkaban, <laughs> I gotta haunt you. If it's the Sorcerer's Stone. <laughs> You know, or a goblet of fire. Like, right. okay, you know what? You know, my time's up. But if it's the prisoners of Azkaban, no. Yeah. Um, Fuck you. 
All right, so so Bond's coming out this week. Looking looking forward to seeing the final Daniel Craig uh, iteration of Bond. Uh, Lamb's coming out this week, which is from A24. It looks like a weird-ass movie. Definitely Yeah, weird it. as fuck, yeah. this movie. Com- coming out next week, The Last Duel. We just talked about Matt Damon, right? Uh, with Damon... Uh, Batfleck, uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, oh, the dude I love. Uh, he was uh, Kylo Ren. Um, Adam on, Driver. On, Adam Driver. Yes. Uh, they're all in that shit, and apparently it's supposed to be really good. Uh, directed by Ridley Scott. Halloween Kills, which I'm oddly looking for, mm. dude. I'm really into Halloween this year. I don't know what it is. I'm or I'm into scary movies, dude. Um, Have you got your uh, costume ready? What are you gonna be? Uh, I don't even know where the fuck I'm going yet. So why would I pick out a costume if I don't know? Like if I'm even. Me neither, out. but I've I've, <laughs> I've got two I got two tossed up, um, and I'm oh, it's a hard debate. I've been planning on this one for years. So one on one hand, I want to be OJ Simpson, like literally in my Amazon cart. I got the OJ jersey, you I got the OJ this, mask, the black glove, and the knife. Year, dude. It's yeah, I know. Who dude, wants to see I want to do dressed up as OJ, dude. Like what? Me and OJ. <sighs> Okay. <laughs> I can't wait till he like you know. Uh, hey, Twitter world! I saw this great costume. Jesus Christ, <laughs> I can't wait for it. Um, or my other costume. I'm not sure if you ever saw, if you saw like Kanye's like Donda album listening parties that like he wore like the all red outfit with like the face mask. I've got an all yeah, red he outfit. Wear, like, the bubble a, like a fucking like '90s like poofy jacket or some shit. Yeah, it was a, it was a it was a puffer bubble jacket with the red shirt, yeah. red leather pants, the like red shoes, and like the black face mask covering his face. I've got that in yeah, my Amazon cart too. He, I'm gonna pull the trigger on one of them. Yo, Kanye must have so many people just blowing smoke up his ass. Yeah, yo, that shit is tight, man. Yo, that's fucking innovative, man. Like what, Kanye? You look like a fucking idiot. You look like a you look like a fucking. A, a, a licorice stick. That's what the fuck you look I mean, like. Listen, you look I would never stupid. wear that shit, but the bubble jacket is hard <laughs> as fuck. And the shoes he was wearing was hard as fuck, too. There's a reason why we all stop wearing those stupid-ass, poofy-ass jackets, right? Like, they're, they're not comfortable. They don't really keep you warm. They just look stupid. That's it. It's not a. It's not about being warm. It's about <laughs> being being in the section spitting on people. <laughs> Why is it always? That's a joke I told earlier. <laughs> it is. Uh, before we were on air, so everybody's massively confused right now. Uh, Anyways, wait, uh, oh, we we weren't on air when I told that I first joke. I don't believe so. Uh, but, Shit, you uh, guys missed it. I, I know what you did last summer uh, is also coming out. So so yeah, it's, it's uh, look. I'm I'm feeling it. I'm feeling scary. I, I want to go back and watch. I want this whole month. I want to watch a lot of scary movies. Uh, for some reason. I feel like I'm less scared of scary movies than I used to be. Like it went, for, my trajectory went like my, the height of my scaredness was like my twenties of of scary movies. When I was young, wasn't really that scared of uh, scary movies. Got a little older, uh, and yeah. I was like t- terrified. Now it's kind of coming back down. Where I'm like, they're not a big deal, dude. I can watch this and kind of enjoy it. Like I I, I want to watch a, a some some Nightmare on Elm Street or uh uh you know Jason and all that and all that stuff isn't really like that scary especially when you get to like all the sequels and shit but um but yeah I'm I feel like I'm getting back into scary movies a little bit I feel like Bro, it's coming when back I was younger me. when I was younger I used to love scary movies yeah Jason Voorhees and Michael Myers and Freddy Krueger and Pinhead and all of that shit Chucky I used to love scary movies and then at a certain point I just like kind of fell out of it right and like you know like when you get older different shit starts to scare you like yo my 401k is not where it should be how am I going to get ready for retirement I'm like five years behind that's I, the shit that scares I, me I want to I want to stay so, like, with the joke but uh but you're you're still scared of scary movies so I don't think we should discount this <laughs> I just I don't, I don't have a taste for it 
Yeah, meaning that you're scared that, of it. That's you, really you what just, it comes down to. You've described in no uncertain terms how sweaty you get every time you watch. You have to watch a Conjuring yeah. movie. Sure, yeah, yeah. I mean, like Insidious and the Conjuring. Like, I don't have a taste for it. It makes me uncomfortable. Like, I'm just like, it, it's more uncomfortable than it is scary. I just don't like the that shit. You know, I'm like, okay. ah, I've got other shit to worry about. Right. well in any case uh i'm looking forward to this uh this this halloween season i'm, I'm definitely going to take it oh this movie looks great all the uh uh but yeah anyways i know what you did last time it's coming out as well which is a reboot or remake whatever you want to call it it's probably gonna suck um look uh in other news um we get Chappelle's last special i know you watched it uh last special for netflix at least um he came off like a little trailer for it had morgan freeman it was actually pretty funny um, or at least moderately funny. Um, uh, I haven't watched a special myself yet. Your quick thoughts without giving too much away. Go. Ooh, listen, listen. Uh, one of the, th- one of the repeat themes that I think is a comment that he kept saying throughout the special is like, we're going all the way. Uh, and I think that is what he did with this special. Um, what do you have to lose when you've made it clear that this is going to be your last special, uh, for a long time, if not like ever a special of this stature. So you have no reason to hold back and he did not hold back in this special. Uh, all of the people who came at him, he went at them, but in a, in a very Dave Chappelle way where it's like, it, it's, it's very, it's very human. It's very, uh, even if you don't agree with it, like you have to like understand it, respect it or at least acknowledge the fact that like, you know, his perspective is his own. He's a comedian. Mm-hmm. He does what he does. He's yep. at the highest of, uh, you know, the pecking order when it comes to comedy. Um, he did not disappoint in this special. Uh, I, I want to watch, I literally just finished watching it. I want to watch it again. It was, it was that good. Cool. 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 Yeah. I'll definitely have to check it out. Uh, I, so what I figure is this is probably not his last special ever, but this is probably the last one in his deal with uh, Netflix. Um, and so, uh, he's just probably like angling to like kind of have the bidding war going on like he did when he first signed with Netflix, right? Where everybody's sort of vying for him. He's going to become a free agent. So he's like, look, I'm going to make this my last one and we'll see if when I come back, uh, you know, what the what the market looks like. Uh, and if yeah, he needs on the Buccaneers, hype, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers probably want to sign him. Like, yeah, like yo, listen, like, they, oh, they who else can we bring in? <laughs> Yeah, they definitely. We'll, we'll bring it every. I'm sure. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Tom Brady called him. Like, hey, like, uh, can you play? Yeah, and he said, no. Fuck you. You support Trump. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Uh, but, but yeah. Anyways, uh, so I'm looking forward to watching that. Um, look, we were going to talk about this whole Grey's Anatomy, Ellen Pompeo thing. Fuck uh, that. Yeah, I don't. I don't really think we need to revisit that. Uh, you know what? Although I will say this, they from the articles, they really are trying to make it seem like Ellen Pompeo might be a little racist. Right, like with these articles. Yeah, so like uh, that, apparently she was uncomfortable with Isaiah sense. Washington being her but here's love the thing. interest. Here's the th- they don't. What you have to do is read the article in order to understand why she was uncomfortable with Isaiah Washington. Did you did you do this? So this, yeah, so like uh, at the at the time, apparently she was like dating a man who was like not black dating, not dating, married to, and currently still married, married to. to. Yeah. Okay, so she was dating uh, or she's married to a black man, and I feel like she may have felt like they were trying to play up her, like, no, oh, Ellen Pompeo only but it dates was, black men, but it wasn't just dates her. white men or something like that. It, it wasn't just her. It was her It was her husband who actually was uncomfortable with it. Now, she might have been uncomfortable with it, too. Uh, uh, I forget from the, from, from the articles that I read, but, uh, but it was certainly her husband who kind of took exception to... Now, why her husband would take exception to her dating another black dude in a series 
I don't know. Uh, <laughs> that seems like a bit it's of a It's probably because you feel a greater threat. It's like, you know, like, yeah. let's say, let's say you're a black guy and you're like dating a white girl or whatever. And like, you're at the bar and you like, you know, step away for a second and you see some other white guy talking to your girlfriend. You're like, <laughs> man, I'll fuck him up. I'm not even worried about that. I don't feel no threat. Go ahead, man. Shoot your shot. I'm going to yeah. shoot that down. Uh, but you see like another black guy talking to your girl. It's like, what? Man, this might this dude might have some game because I know I got some game. This brother might have some game too. Let me let me go here and intercept. Uh, it was probably know. one of those things. But seems either way, weird. um it seems weird, but but yeah. It, it was no an interesting reason. series of events because it was like the whole thing released about her and Isaiah Washington, then the whole thing released about her and her feud with David uh, uh sorry, Denzel Washington. Sorry, no, Isaiah Thomas. Was it Isaiah Thomas? Was Isaiah Washington? Isaiah Washington. Damn. Uh, unless he played for the Pistons. I, for the, I say, yeah. yeah. So it's Washington. Isaiah Washington. Then it was Denzel Washington. I Maybe mean, she just doesn't like guys whose last name is Washington. Maybe you know that that might yeah. be. Uh, uh, yeah, that might be a thing. But look, we, we we don't need to dwell on that. I I don't think that's really terribly relevant. Yeah, I think um, I think we just solved the mystery. I think that's the Scooby Doo mystery. She just <laughs> doesn't like anybody named Washington. There you go. Uh, we got ahead of it. Look, Charlie Sheen uh is in the news because he no longer has to pay child support to Denise Richards. Look, I don't know what their setup is, but I'm like, isn't uh, break it down for me? Is child support set up based off of the percentage of what both parents make? Like, so for instance, if one parent is making, like, say, say, uh. It's it's a uh, man and woman, right? And the woman is making a grossly far more. What am I trying to say? Uh, she's making more money than the dude. Does he still have to pay child support for the for the child? So it all depends on state laws. There's not like a national statute, right? Okay. So like, let's yeah. say in one state, it could be like the custodial parent, meaning the parent who like has custody of the kids. Um, you know they have custody and like then they the court assesses the non-custodial parents income and then you have to pay like a certain percentage of your income to the uh custodial parent right and in other states they look at like all right we're going to take both parents incomes we're going to put them together and it's like all right one parent makes 40 percent of the money and the other parent makes 60 percent of the combined money so then we'll like you know take 40% of the child's expenses, you got to pay for that. And then 60% of the child's expenses, you got to pay for that, right? In Charlie Sheen's case, he was paying, uh, I believe his total payment was like $300,000 a year uh, for uh, over the past 10 years, right? Bro, listen, I don't even know what that math is right now, but he was paying a bag. Like a super three hundred thousand dollars a year. Now, granted, he was making a lot of money, right? But still, do these motherfuckers need three hundred thousand dollars a year to get like uh you know pizza Thursdays at school where the school provides the lunch? Now, granted, these rich kids probably eat like all organic, gluten free, non GMO, a fucking farm raised shit. But um, so the the reason I brought this story up was because like obviously Charlie Sheen, Denise Richards, they've got this whole like Hollywood relationship. Both of them, or at least one of them, is an accomplished uh, movie star. I think Denise Richards was back in the day. Anyway, what's interesting about this is like. Uh, so Denise Richards is on, uh, she was on set out of state filming a movie. I don't know why she's filming a movie. She's not that good of an actress. Um, but Jesus. he filed the, he filed the, <laughs> so he filed the papers and this is like some sly shit. He filed the papers yeah, when he knew. The date. Yeah. Well, so he knew she was going to be out of state 
um, on set of a movie shoot and like wouldn't be able to make it back in time for the court date, right? So the court date was had with uh, without her knowledge. And you know, in any case, whenever you don't, whenever you fail to appear in court, the court will rule on the side of the party who does appear, right? So it was like Charlie Sheen and his lawyers were present in court. Denise Richards wasn't, and then the judge essentially ruled in his favor, like, oh, you know, you no longer have to pay child support to Denise Richards, right? So like everybody's all upset about this, but at the same time. Uh, she's got one kid who's about to turn 18, the other kid who's about to pay seven, uh, about to turn 17. He's been paying 300k a year for like 15 years. Uh, I, I don't feel bad for Denise Richards. That's fucking bread. Hope hope she saved her money. I just thought this was an interesting story. Sly dog, Charlie Sheen. Good for you. Yeah, that's it's really interesting because it's like, well, I'm pretty sure Den- Denise Richards, like, she's not hurting for money herself, right? And no. uh, and I and I guess you you have to do it all in perspective, right? Like, if 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 one parent isn't you know involved as much in the ch- children's life, then um, then you would think that like, if I'm raising the kid, right? If I then of course, yeah, you need to owe me something, even if I am making a decent amount, you got to contribute some shit here, right? Um, uh, but. Uh, but in this case, it's kind of weird because, uh, from what I understand, uh, Charlie Sheen, like the kids, he's had are, custody of the kids. Yeah, he he's had custody of the kids, but it's only because he's kind of a shit dad. <laughs> like, is because he doesn't really like have any rules or like really doesn't give a shit about like, I don't know, like setting a structure for the kids. So of course, the kids being teenagers, they're like, yeah, fuck, I want to go live at the house with no rules. What the fuck do we look like, suckers? You know, um, and so it's like Denise Richards is being kind of punished, not being punished. She's okay. She's not getting three hundred thousand dollars a a month. Uh, like it's a month, right, or a year? Uh, a yearly, but a I think year. what is that? Yeah. What is three hundred thousand a month? Is like twenty too much five. Money. Either way, way, too, too much. much. <laughs> um, at least more than my feeble brain can and, and pockets can understand at this exact moment in time. Uh, but uh, but it's it's kind of like it's all based off technicalities. Like, okay, the fact that she wasn't there, the fact that um, you know she didn't file any sort of like countering motions or you know, whatever the fuck they call it, and the fact that uh, the kids want to go live with Charlie it's kind of all technicalities right because the kids don't want to go live with charlie because they think oh my god he's the better for me and he's going to put me on the right path no they just want to go live with them so they can party and do shit that she won't let them do right i don't know weird weird situation but uh yeah that was uh that was in the news uh today anyways oh look let's get to what the fuck we came here to to talk about squid games okay let's talk about squid games real quick okay sensation has taken the world by storm okay Yet, yet another Netflix series that came out of nowhere. Yeah, I, I heard it, they're working on a Tiger King part two. That that's yeah. going to come out. Uh, Tiger King came out of nowhere during the pandemic. Fucking Squid Games comes out of nowhere. What is Netflix doing that Hulu is not doing? No, no, Quibi no, no. is Hulu, somewhere Hulu, like Hulu, <laughs> Quibi. Uh, Hulu, Hulu's <laughs> had its own hits, right? Like they got Handmaid's Tale. Uh, they're not hurting over there for content. Listen, uh, unless it's hand job sale on Pornhub, I don't give a fuck. Okay, it's Wait, not so as good never, as Squid you've Games. You've never watched Hand Game, uh, Handmaid's Tale. Uh, I watched three episodes and I was like, "Yo, fuck this!" Never, never watch it again. I'm done with Why? that shit. Uh, it was boring as fuck. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Yeah. Listen. Uh, what, what is it I'm called sorry, again? Handma- Handmaid's Tale? Yeah. Uh, listen, you? I gave it a try. I think I watched three or four episodes. 
Uh, did, did you just God, say I just that remember. Handmaid's Tale was boring? Boring as fuck, yeah. Of all the things that you could describe Handmaid's Tale as you choose to use the word And listen, I, I'll give it to you. Maybe I didn't get to the fun part, but after like what three or four episodes... Part? It's fucking Handmaid's Tale. What fun... What... Yeah, that Let that sounds boring. Let me di- wait. What sounds boring? Like, can you describe to me what you think Handmaid's Tale is? So again, I saw three or four episodes of the show. And describe I, to me what you think the show is about. Describe to me. Um, I'll be honest, right? Like, it is it is difficult for any person to like describe or explain a show. It's not. Uh, so it's I, not. I could ex- in in four episodes. D- like, what you, you saw, you haven't even grasped the full story. There's you've watched a certain amount of it and you get a sense of what the show, at least the base layer of what the show's about, right? Like there were things happening on screen. There were sure, yeah, I mean it's unfolding. It, All you have it, to do it is, is say a quick summary of what you think the show's about. Forget what you sure. forget what the show is actually about. What do you think the show's about? It is like this um the, this point in time in which like there's been like some type of virus or disease or, or flu or war that has caused like uh, women to no longer be uh, able to um, uh, like conceive children. The rich have risen to power. Uh, there's like there's been this huge shift in like political and social and economic construct in which women have essentially been stripped of their of their rights and like been made to essentially be vessels of like bearing child bearing children for the rich and the famous because like men are infertile right uh so it is this like suppressive state for women um in which like women are uh, essentially made out to be slaves um and then uh, these factions of women are essentially trying to like escape this you know the slavery and regain power right. similar right. to so, so yeah the premise it, of the show was kind of based on like american slavery in itself uh, fair enough. But from what you just described, though, how how do you find that in the first four episodes? Because I, I I would I would argue that some of the like the later seasons, uh, it gets a little bit like repetitive in terms of some of the things that they they sort of get into, and be, they they kind of stretch the story out longer than they probably need to. But if you're four episodes in, the last thing I could call the Handmaid's Tale is. That's insane. What do you what do you want to have happen on the screen that you're saying the handmaid's tale within the first four episodes is boring? I'm just I I will never not find that fascinating that you chose to use boring to describe. (laughs) It is because in those first four episodes, so I'm recalling how I felt, right? Again, I I watched it, I gave it an honest try, and I remember I was watching it like I think I was watching it like with my girlfriend. This was during the pandemic. So it's like, all right, let's start a show together. Let's watch it episode by episode. And like, let's like, you know, kind of like talk about it in the way that you'd watch Thrones, right? And I just remember in those first four episodes, I'm just like, yo, this is boring as fuck. Like, it's not compelling. It's not interesting. I haven't been like sold or bought into any of the characters. I haven't been sold on the storyline. And and I did read up about the show before I even started watching it. I mean, even my girlfriend was like, yeah, it's kind of fucking boring. But like, I think she kept up with it through season one and then even she was like yeah you know this shit is boring let's watch something else uk love island i'm just kidding we we didn't watch uk love island we came into uk love island way afterwards um i'm sorry but the shit was just it was it was boring okay all right sure sorry if they had james if they would have casted james spader it might have been more interesting Okay, I don't even have the energy to even fight back against this. Okay, <laughs> Squid Games. All right. 
look, we talked before about uh, Bond, right? And we talked about how uh, different movies uh, or Bond was set up for to, to sort of coincide with its time, right? I believe that Squid Games is exactly the movie that we need, or the show rather, that we need in exactly the right time that we need it in, right? Look, we're going to talk about a story here in a bit that deals with workers and uh, specifically workers in the film and television world who are like, look, motherfuckers, we're not going to work anymore if you're not going to fucking treat us fairly, right? Uh, if and And what is, you know, working, right? You get paid to do some uh some sort of task right you get paid for your labor right your time essentially right to to complete some sort of task or some sort of service right um and what that's built on at least especially here in america if not the whole world is capitalism right is is basically a system that's set up to support people who already have uh whether it's money or whether it's some sort of resource or whatever the case is right it's built for them basically to exploit everybody else right and that's what everybody's rising up against at least slowly but surely rising up trying to rise up against right now right fuck these people who are going to pay me shit for doing this fucking hard-ass labor um and expect me to accept whatever the fuck crumbs that they give me fuck all of that shit Squid Games is the perfect show for this exact moment because it's a show that uh, sometimes almost comically uh, uh, displays. It's like a it's like an example of what happens when you uh, have this system that's set up for people to automatically fail, right? The system's not made for people to succeed in. It's made for people to specifically fail in, right? Um, and I believe that Squid Games does that to a T. When I asked you to explain it, I don't know if I listened incorrectly or if you just explained it in the worst possible way, but I, like, I, I thought it was like an actual game show from what you were describing. I was very confused. Is it, well, is it a real game show or just like a, a game show within a fake universe and i couldn't discern that from, from what you're saying but after watching at least a few episodes i'm only on episode like four right now squid games is fucking fantastic dude it's a fucking dope show i love it uh anyways i've been talking for a while you speak so squid games i mean i love the story behind it let's start there right so the creator of squid game uh, squid games is a uh is a man by the name of juan dong hyuk and so he came in, to, and I'll read from the article here, right? So the Wall Street Journal reports that uh, series creator Juan Dong-hyuk first came into the premise a decade ago while he was living with his mother and grandmother in uh, Korea. At the time, he was essentially like dead broke. He had like, I think he had, uh, he had no money. He had to sell the very laptop in which he was writing the show on for $675 in order to like make enough money to like feed himself and pay his bills and so on and so on. So like this guy was like, you know, kind of like a, a Tyler Perry story, right? He was literally down to his last dollar, holding on to this this gem of an idea that would eventually become uh, what is on pace to be Netflix's biggest series ever. And he believes so much in this in this story, in, in this in this in this show, in this idea that uh, he did not give up. Uh, you fast forward a couple of years later, uh, ultimately two years ago is when Netflix decided to. Uh, 
uh, you know, basically invest in the show and acquire the rights to it and, um, you know, uh, publish and produce the show. Uh, again, now it's on basically Netflix's biggest show ever. Um, and Netflix is like over the course, of, they've been investing a lot of Korean content. If you see, like, if you scroll through Netflix at any point in time, whether it's Squid Games, uh, there's another show, um, fuck, it's not uh, Heist. There's another show very similar to Squid Games. Uh, it's not it's not coming to mind right now. I'll remember it eventually. But like they're investing over five hundred million dollars over the course of the next few years into like Korean based content. And uh, God damn, did they hit a gem with Squid Games? Very interesting show. It's one of those shows that um, what, what's interesting about this it it has all the bloody, gory, violent brutality, right? That like you wanna that you wanna see. You know, people getting shot, people getting heads chopped off, people falling off of really high shit and breaking every bone in their body. But it manages to tell like a really deep story uh, in the midst of it all, right? About whether it's like money, whether it's greed, whether it's relationships, whether it's about like loss and gains and suffering. And um, it has like this emotional draw. You fall in love with the characters um, and the story amidst all the brutality. Um, I hesitated on the show for a while, but goddamn, I'm happy. I am i happy i watched it and i hope there's more to come from this this show yeah uh so i'm curious to do like what is the so uh and if you do me a favor move to your right a bit uh if you could slide your like just yeah frame yeah cool uh yeah. and uh so what is your overall assessment of the show like all right besides like the bloody and just gory like it's fucking this thing is just merciless with it's just it's almost like watching uh one movie we watch extraction right where it's just people just dropping like flies left and right life seemed very not precious in in extraction i would argue it's the same in uh squid games where uh and and honestly i i, I kind of think that that mimics life right and that, that you know sort of the idea behind it is that life is not terribly treated preciously <laughs> in uh, in reality, uh, if you really stand back and like look at it, like yeah, sure, maybe on like a person-to-person basis, it's treated very preciously sometimes. Um, but in in the in the social fabric of uh, and and speaking specifically, and, it's, and this is a Korean film, right, or show, right? But I think it definitely speaks to what's happening here in America as well in terms of just like the way the systems are set up the system is does not give a fuck about people like that's the last thing that this you know economic system cares about is, is people uh, but anyways besides the gory aspect of it like what, is, what are the themes that you picked up on that made you fuck with the show or make you make you sort of uh, care for the show as uh, as you do so like while there is a element of um you know, capitalism behind this all, right? Like the rich preying on the poor and not really giving a fuck about the poor and um, taking humor in seeing uh, people less fortunate, kind of like a grovel for bits, pieces and scraps, right? Like you look at, you know, the Jeff Bezos's and the Mark Zuckerberg's and the Elon Musk's, you think like these are the types of, and, and the Walton family who like owns Walmart, you think like these are the type of people who would like, you know, be the, you know, the benefactors behind something like a squid game, right? Um, while that's very true, I think one of the things that this, uh, this show highlighted, particularly with uh, um, the, the, the gentleman who played uh, participant number one, who was essentially behind the entire squid games, is you couldn't ignore the fact that he spoke about how everyone who participated in these games was there by choice, right? You were 
these people had fallen into debt all by their own choice. No one forced them into debt. No one put them into debt or poverty. These were people who had opportunity, just like everybody else, who time and time again made the wrong decisions, which ultimately got them into debt, whether it was gambling, whether it was like, you know, betting too much, whether it was uh, taking on too much risk or, uh, uh, Take, uh, you know, taking on a debt that was far greater than what you could repay and so on and so on, right? It was all, it was all choice-based. And even when character number one, uh, at the point in the game where they all voted and they voted to end the game, most of those people, how many people came back? Was it like 100 people or 87 people or something like that decided mm-hmm. to re-enter the squid game at this chance to win the money, further uh, compounding the fact that like these people, like make has made bad decision after bad decision after bad decision and should you feel sorry for them yes but at the same time no um and i think the the larger scope of that when you apply it to like our everyday lives is like when you look at people who make you know eighty thousand dollars a year but spend 90 you know it's like how much sympathy should you have for these people or you know should you uh, should you have empathy for them or should you just acknowledge that like people make their own choices, people make bad choices and they got to live with those. They got to pay the consequences of those. Yeah. So that's interesting that that's what you take out of it. Cause I think a lot of people have different perspectives in terms of things like this. And while I, I think you definitely do have like a point, right. Um, of that it was based off of people's choices of people's choices, but at least, and I'm not done the series yet, but, one of the things that's very apparent to me is the idea of oh well, i'm sorry i ruined it for you no it's, it's fine i kind of already knew that that's where it was going um okay. uh, but uh one of the things that's very apparent to me is it's the idea of what is a choice right so uh so for instance you're saying like people who get into debt um who spend beyond their meanings while that's definitely like people gamble right like that that was definitely something that was prevalent in the show clearly right but was also prevalent uh prevalent in the in the in the in the story at least from what i watched so far is uh and i forget uh the person's name he's from um oh man fuck uh i think he's uh i'm pretty sure he's he's indian um uh, i uh, i forget his name um I'm trying to like look it up, but I can't. Uh, I can't figure it out from from. I think it was uh, Ali. I think I want to say it, uh, it was. Um, but uh, they showed him, and his his uh, uh, name is Rama uh, Val Valuri. No, I, I don't. His name I don't is. He I don't played Ali. A, no, I don't think that's the same person. Um, uh, I'm on IMDb. It says it is. No, it doesn't say that's. It just says additional voices. Uh, you know what? You're right. Fucking <laughs> uh so anyways anyways uh so uh, he he basically he went to work right and his boss was basically just like yeah i'm not gonna pay you right <laughs> um and he's like motherfucker i worked pretty fucking hard you deserve to pay me or i deserve to be paid we all deserve to be paid um and the boss has like money but he's clearly not you know giving it to the rest of them um so I feel like what, what they're sort of trying to highlight is that it's both, right? You can have people who grossly overspend, but even the people who grossly like overspend, you could argue that society's basically kind of, it's like a trap, you know, you know, they, they, they say, you know, uh, you know, when, when we use the trap as far as, you know, uh, in, 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 
uh, per Urban Dictionary, uh, uh, you know, that's what like that's what it is. It's, it's a trap. It's something for you to get caught into, you know, and I feel like that that's what society is in a way. So think about this. Right. We talk about debt. We talk about all this. Right. But what of the people who they got into debt when they were fucking like 21, 22. Right. And just have never been able for people who have student loan debt. Right. Who just have this massive amount of student loan debt at that young of an age. They don't for one, they don't teach you like the basic economics of like, you know, uh, uh, of how you should sort of like manage your life. They, They teach you math. Right. But not like the actual practicality behind it. Right. They'll teach you calculus before they teach you how to. You know, balance your 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 fucking uh, 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 banking ledger, you know, or your 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 account ledger, right? Um, as well as like, okay, well, what if you get into medical debt, right? Which is uh, what uh, uh, the the um, song. Uh, oh man, I, I'm gonna mess his name up, uh, but he was played by Lee Jong Jae, I believe. Uh, sort of the. Uh, main protagonist throughout the whole thing uh, um, uh song jihan there you go song jihan um so uh his mother uh you know she she had diabetes you know uh and so what if you get into this massive medical debt now what do you do yeah. with that that's not but at the same time he also had gambling debt that he owed money no, no, to loan sharks but, but, I, I'm not, uh, but I'm not I, I see your point is like yeah yeah, debt is not just like oh, like you got yourself into it. Sometimes it's medical. Sometimes sometimes you're just born into poverty, and like the nature of like your life, like being born into like a low income area. You know, you may make a thousand dollars a month, but your expenses are fifteen hundred just based off of cost of living and inflation. So yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, and and again, it, it's it's sort of like a trap. Like so, even like the gambling aspect of it, right? Like you could argue that yes, it's you know, it's a bit, you've made the choice to do this, right? But what if somebody is already born without money, and like we see this all the time with like the lottery, right? Where it's people spend and spend and spend on this lottery because they think that that's the thing that's going to carry them out of. Uh, the situation that they're in out, out of this sort of poverty state right but it's because it's it's like this magic ticket right it's like fucking like Willy Wonka find the golden ticket right if you find the golden ticket then you can carry yourself out of whatever city, shitty sh- uh, situation that you're in uh, okay well if you want to go to school alright you spend a shit ton of money to go to school end up in fucking all this debt and you're waiting for the next 40 years to pay off this debt before you really start you know garnering the benefits of um, uh, uh, of this, this, this uh, you know degree that you have or degrees whatever you know if you've been in school for x amount of years so all i'm trying to say is is that this 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 squid games it's uh it's it's a it's a perfect sort of like analogy for what society is it's a mixture of all things it's not just people making poor decisions it's it's a system that's set up specifically designed for you to fail and for you to be in debt but you do have to be a person within that system to be at least, you know, um, aware of what's going on enough to keep yourself out of it. But it's extremely hard to do because the traps are all over the place. Look, uh, you know, you just had uh, you just had a, 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 a little a little boogie board accident. Right. What if during that period you didn't have, you know, medical coverage, you know, during that period, that would have been a fucking disaster, you know, uh, uh, for, for for you to end up in. Um and there, how many people does that happen to? Especially when we tie, especially here in America, where we tie our healthcare to employment, right? So if you're yeah. not employed, or or you're self-employed, or whatever the case is, well, now you're fucked, right? Now, yeah. now uh, the situation that's that was hard is so much more harder because 
you're not you're not going along you're not you know you're not working for that system um so to speak at least directly um sorry sorry i you were no no no, I think like I think you made a great point. Um, and one of the like one of the other things that I'll say to just like not necessarily further my point, uh, but also like acknowledge yours is the fact that like there was an interesting point in the series in which player one, and I think you're past this point, so I'm not spoiling anything for you. Player one, um, all the players get together and they vote to end the game, right? And mm-hmm. player one is the deciding uh, um, factor. He mm-hmm. votes. Uh, he hits the red button. He ultimately decides to end the game as well. And it is in that moment in which not only do the people there choose to be there, like they they got the card, they called the number, they came to the game, right? But he let them all go. And then after that, he gave them all, there's the opportunity for some to stay. There's the opportunity for um, some to come back. Th- I think that is the the point in which uh, not to say that you like lose sympathy for the people who returned, but it's like you understand how some people choose, like not everybody returned. Some people choose like, all right, you know what? I made a bad decision. Now I'm going to like correct my bad decision. Or like, you know, I was born into a bad situation, but like, let me find my way to this bad situation by making smarter choices. And some people will just double down on the bad decisions. Like, damn, uh, you know, I got rent due and you know, I've got, a thousand dollars for my rent money and i'm going to go to the casino i'm going to try and double this thousand dollars right and then they'll lose five hundred dollars and it's like fuck i only have 500 left i need 500 more to pay rent so i'm going to gamble the other 500 and then they lose that 500 now they don't have any rent money at all right and then it's like well now i gotta keep making more bad decisions i gotta borrow money from a loan shark or i gotta max my credit cards i gotta do all these things uh so while yes um in, in, in real life, it's very true that like some people are born into bad situations or some people are burdened by situations that they didn't create for themselves, like medical bills or um, unfair systems like student loans or predatory banking. Uh, but there are a lot of people who like put themselves in these situations and continue to double down on them. Uh, and that is what like the Squid Games preyed on. The people who like you made a bad decision, you ended up here by that bad decision. We tried to let you go. You came back because, but you I but I think that's that's the point. Failed to continue that, to make good decisions, right? But that's the point that I think I'm saying, like that you're kind of missing, is, is that it, it it calls into question what is the choice, right? Is that an actual choice, right? If you have to decide, like so, for instance, um, uh, Song um, Jian, right? He 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 almost can't not make this decision because. Uh, he either has to stop seeing his kid, right? Because uh, uh, the husband for his, I guess, ex-wife or whoever uh, was like, look, I'll give you this money, but you have to leave us the fuck alone and you can never talk to your daughter again. And he's like, no, that's not a fucking deal. I'm not, not talking to my daughter ever again. Uh, but he's got a mother who is dying from diabetes in the hospital. And what does he do? What do you, what, like, where does he go to liberate himself from that situation that's happening right at that moment that sure he can work for the next five six years build his credit back up and do all this do all that but he needs the money right now for his mother in order to live what does he do so what it put what it does is it forces him to put his life what's more valuable his life or money 
and I think that that's sort of the the overarching. At least so so far as I'm watching the series, that's the overarching question, right? What's more valuable, yeah. money or and and how that whole scenario is being controlled by people, right? That it's yeah. It's, Th- there's it's, a thing that you're missing here. I, I think it's only because you haven't um, seen enough of the show mm-hmm. where it's like that situation. You, you, can there with, and, um, you can go ahead and talk about it again. Okay. I've already, already, already sort of know. Yeah. So part of the reason why uh, Song, Song Ji-hun's mother is like in this dire situation in the hospital with diabetes is also because he um, terminated their like health insurance, right? Mm-hmm. In order to uh, say, uh, keep, keep more money, which he ultimately ended up gambling anyway. Right. So it's like, you know, your mother's having to like deal and self-treat her diabetes because you canceled the health insurance mm-hmm. because you wanted more money to gamble, which and in, in gambling that money, you ultimately lost it, which is why now you need more money to pay for her medical bills, which uh, not necessarily like not you didn't he didn't cause her diabetes, but he's the reason why she didn't have the medical coverage that she needed. Right. So now you got to double down on the bad decisions that you make. Like, again, like you lose the rent money. So now you have to gamble more of the rent money or like borrow money so it's like you you put yourself in a bad situation right, right. but but continue but again, to put yourself in bad situations right but again like I, I i keep coming back and we can we can wrap this up but i keep coming back to the sort of the same scenario which is the the situation at hand isn't that people make poor decisions right because th- that's evident People will make poor decisions right if given the option some people will make good decisions some people will make very poor decisions right that's not but i'm saying that that's the false question that's being thrown up in our faces um as because that in 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 reality like that's that's what that's what we're posed with right oh life's just all about making correct decisions and making right choices and then you'll be treated properly therefore what i'm saying is that whole question is bullshit because in reality there should be mechanism mechanisms in place where somebody like so for instance say like healthcare right Healthcare should be universal, right? Like, why? Why is it that he has to co- Why? Why is it that he has to separately pay for healthcare coverage, right? Than to just have it, right? It should be a human right to have healthcare. It should. If somebody's dying, shouldn't be like, well, I mean, are you? <laughs> did you make your? Yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> right, like that's that true. shouldn't be the case, right? And so I'm saying the whole question of we we keep saying within the system we're making right and wrong decisions, but the entire fucking thing is corrupted, right? Where even sometimes when you do make the correct decision, when you've done everything correctly, you find yourself in this massive amount of debt that you had no control over, right? Right? Sure, there's people who just wander their way into it because they just wandered their way into it. Um, that that I'm not pulling into question. But what I'm saying is the entire fucking thing should be called into question about how we have shit shut up, set up from the start. And I, th- I feel like that's what the wool over the eyes is, is that making is it's making us think b- because uh, the Merovingian said this in the matrix reloaded and it always kind of stuck with me but it's not until more recently that i really it really started to reoccur with me which is uh choice is just an illusion created by those with power um um posed upon those without and and that i feel like that's one of the truest statements ever that choice we look at choices like this thing where we have to choose between these two things where really the question itself is is a is a false um it's not a false dichotomy that's not the word i'm trying to look for but it's the the inherent question itself is is false in, in that situation where we yeah. have to choose between one of these two things i feel like that's that's not like as human beings 
we should have things like fucking like healthcare or or uh, a mechanisms to uh, to be put in a place where we don't automatically go into debt upon graduating from from college because we decided because the job market needs you to have a degree so therefore you have to go get the degree degree put yourself in a debt uh yeah anyways i was going to go on but i yeah isn't that isn't that the scene before he put quaaludes that in that woman's cake (laughs) well exactly proving his point (laughs) choice is the illusion i I guess i guess that did prove his point (laughs) (laughs) but Um, is being drugged not like is that an illusion or is that just like being drugged um but anyway also great great pull because you remembered his fucking name i I didn't remember his name at all well i Uh, I just recently watched the uh, the matrix like you know okay um, good good i was like damn you fucking remembered his name that's sharp as shit (laughs) but but good for you that was good but but I, I think that that's like what my main point is and why I like the series so much is because while it does offer you like people making very, very poor decisions and like to to the point where you're just like, fuck, dude, just stop. Right. Even with the first episode, it just every decision that he makes in an episode is just incorrect, incorrect, incorrect. Right. But I but yeah. I, I feel like the, the, the central point that is, it's trying to say is, is that him making all these poor decisions um, is is the result of like more than just him making poor decisions it's it's the result of a system that's pushing him basically with all of its effort to make these poor decisions and then saying and then the system afterwards says look at you you made all these poor decisions now you have to feel shitty about yourself because you've made every poor uh decision when really the system's actually set up for him to make these poor decisions and for him to end up in this fucking hamster wheel where he can never really get out of you know uh yeah yeah no, that's so, true, and, and I'll, I'll end with this. Then we got some great trailers to jump into really quickly. Yeah. Um, you know, I think the reality of life is that it's like a balance of both, right? It's like uh, the system is corrupt, and do you allow the system to uh, control like your outcome, or do you uh, like take ownership of your life? Right? It's like oh, I was born into a bad situation. I, you know, I may have made some bad choices, but like, you know, there is like a final decision, right? It's just I, I can, I can choose to i'm in the squid game but i can choose to go home and stay home or i can go back and continue to make the bad decisions that i've had a a pattern of making in my life and uh you know i think that is what like a lot of the characters in this show like that's what they're ultimately faced with is like i I got myself here do i stay here or do i find my way out of here without you know compromising my life and my loved ones in in the process um but keep watching the show man it is great i think you're gonna um, you're going to discover new things about the show and the characters uh, in, in the meantime. I mean, uh, you know, I really loved everything I got from the show and I hope I see more. Yeah, for sure, man. I, it's, I, it's... I want to find out how this thing really started. So I hope like that we may get some like before story, we may get some after story because like this can't be the end of it um, based off of what you're going to find in the ending. I'm sorry to ruin that for you, but uh, no, if no, you haven't watched Squid Games on Netflix, I highly, highly recommend it. It's just fun. It's one of those fun shows that like people catch on to and, fun, and you can't turn away from it. Fun is an explosive term when it comes to Squid Games. I don't know if it's fun so much as just a really interesting show uh, that throws a lot of different things at you with each episode. Honestly, with each episode, I feel like we're de- dealing with a different sort of philosophical situation um and it forces yeah, yeah. you to at least for me it it forced me to think about about things about how there's like parallels between this and and just our our own reality in, in terms of um 
you know capitalism and all that jazz and shit uh but definitely but we are gonna um we're gonna so we got some great trailers coming up here but before we jump into these trailers i need to take one Uh, minute yeah we'll be right (laughs) back folks Ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, hit that share button, share the shit with anybody and everybody. Look, we need to be bigger than what we are now, all right? We're the fucking fade podcast, all right? We give you the shit straight from the hip, straight from the hip. I don't I don't know what the fuck I'm trying to say with that, <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah. Uh, go ahead and share the stream. We're live every Wednesday, uh, usually by about 7.45 ish. Uh, we usually get on air, uh, if not maybe a bit sooner. Um, but yeah, uh, share, share the, share the podcast with everybody, everybody. We've been, uh, we've been at this for, for quite some time now. So, uh, yeah, we appreciate the, uh, the support. We, we, we love the people who, who stuck with the show and, and we appreciate you keep, keep it rolling keep it rolling with us um and also talk to us about what you're watching right now what's what's on your your radar right now um i was going to talk about it at the beginning of the show but i we just didn't have the time to to cover it but i uh i've been really getting into anime recently and it was one of those things that i felt like kind of passed me by and i just never really got into like look i huge fan of dragon ball z but uh, is that real anime one could argue maybe uh, and i guess you know there's shouldn't be gatekeeper gatekeepers right of like what's real anime but i feel like dragon ball z is like the beginners 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 entry level of anime uh very surface level shit um but uh but i've just been recently like curious like i went back and i watched akira recently um i've watched uh ghost in a shell uh recently uh i've watched uh, i'm right now in the middle of watching uh cowboy bebop um which is uh really fucking interesting dude it's it's a really interesting um show uh and i really do appreciate it uh for you know for 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 what it's worth um but you know who else is an anime fan out there? Or were you were you a early entry into anime? Were you a late bloomer when it comes to anime? Talk to me. Let me know. Put it in the comment section. Put it in the chat. Do what you gotta fucking do. Um, but I just know I've been really enjoying anime, and, and it's really forced me to like kind of step out of my comfort zone. Um, because for the longest time, like a few of my friends, they they used to watch like uh, Naruto and all that stuff, and I was never really into that. Um, you know, uh, but now I'm, I'm kind of deciding to, uh, to, to t- change that up a bit. Uh, so yeah, talk to me. Let me know if you guys are into anime a little bit. What's your favorite anime? That's, that's a really interesting question. What's your favorite anime? What are you into? Uh, what do you watch? Uh, I'm trying to line up my next project outside of Cowboy Bebop. Um, because Cowboy Bebop is not that long. It's precisely one season long. And it's like 26 episodes. Uh, and I don't know. Um, I don't I don't know, you know, how long exactly um, 
you know, it's going to take me to kind of like run through that. Uh, so Rain's back in the building. Um, uh, Rain, I was just talking about anime and how I'm randomly getting into anime now, where I used to not be a fan. Um, Listen, this is going to be the greatest time of your life. Pull pull the mic a little closer to you, or get a little closer. There you go. Yeah. yeah, what are you watching right now? Okay, so I just got done and I just talked to everybody about this, but uh, I, I I watched Akira, right? Mm, um, mm. I, I watched Good for you. Ghost in a Shell. Um, and then I'm right now on Cowboy Bebop is 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 what I'm on. Uh, never watched Cowboy Bebop before. Uh, so now I'm I'm getting into it, dude. I fucking love yo. This intro song is fucking amazing. One, two, three. So <laughs> Cowboy Bebop is known as being like the anime with arguably the greatest soundtrack yeah, of all time. Yeah, so, fire. What the fuck? So, so not just the intro music, but the the yeah, soundtrack. The, like, the jazz. So, yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's jazz. It's like a it's like this like Smooth. upbeat technical techno jazz hip hop. Um, yeah. Listen to. I think they have a station on YouTube. Um, or like Apple Music, um, uh, and it's um, it's just great like work music. Like if you're just like uh, if you're getting some work done, if you're in the lab, if you're cooking up, if you're, in my case, sending emails, uh, <laughs> whatever you're doing for work, you put on that soundtrack. It's gonna jazz you up. It's fun. It's great. It's electric. It fits the show perfectly. Netflix is producing the Cowboy Bebop live action movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw. And not fucking wait for that. Sh- should it be but, a movie or should it be a show? Um, I think, and also if you do it, who's the dude that we've got playing, uh, fuck, what's his name? What's his name? What's his name? Um, I can tell you here in a sec. Uh, I should know, but I finished the series so long ago. Uh, So he's playing, uh, Spike. No, no, I know he's playing Spike. I'm saying like the dude who's playing him, who's old as fuck, but even Spike's supposed to be like mad young though. Spike is a young guy. We got Vicious. We got Faye. I love Faye. We got Jet. Um, I, I want to see who they cast as the dog, Faye's dog. Can't wait for that. So yeah, but in the in the in the um, fuck in the yeah. in the live action, it's supposed to be who's the deuce dude? Uh, who played? Uh, he's in uh, Harold and Kumar. Who played Harold? I believe. Uh yeah, uh, Cho, uh John Cho who plays John Spike. Cho, yeah yeah I'm saying John John Cho is old as fuck to be playing Spike. Is he that old? Dude, he's old as fuck. What the fuck? He's like almost fifty, I think, if not over. 50. Yeah, he's he was born in 1972. Uh, his IMDb picture is still when he was 18. Uh, so I guess <laughs> that's why. Um, but yeah, man. So like, anime is one of those. It's my favorite thing to watch. At any point in the day, if like if I'm home by myself and I don't have to like, you know, watch what someone else wants to watch, the number one thing I put on is anime. It's, 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 there's so much great storytelling in anime, and like you see anime depicted in um, a lot of other like motion pictures. For example, I'm pretty sure uh, Inception. A lot of the scenes you saw in Inception were from Akira. you remember the scene in which JGL, he's in like that the hotel hallway oh, yeah. and the room is spinning? I'm pretty sure that scene was directly taken from Akira. I'm trying to think of like what 
Um, I'm not sure if you've gotten to it, uh, but like it, it, if, if it wasn't Akira, it may have been like Attack on Titan, um, but it's mm. definitely uh, anime based. I mean, uh, Kanye's, uh, you know, I wouldn't doubt earlier. it. It looks, it looks very sort of, uh, it gives those anime vibes or something that's just like a weird yeah. fucking like thing that they threw in there. Um, yes. Uh, so, so like, so, so Kanye's outfit for his album release party, which I said I might wear, which I might wear for Halloween. Uh, that was the main character of Akira. The all red jumpsuit with the with the puffer jacket, or in in the anime he wore like a bomber jacket, but that was his cost his uh, outfit in Akira. Did I was I asleep for half of Akira? What the fuck? Wait, who's yeah the yeah? Listen, red like it, bomber it, it, jacket. It's the details. Here, let me. Uh, I'll, it's, it's okay. I, I may, we, 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 I may we, have to pull we, it up for you after the yeah, show. But we'll um, so let me add a few great shows to your list. Okay. Um, once you finish Akira, mm-hmm. Seven Deadly Sins. Okay. Seven after, sins. Yep. After Seven Deadly Sins, you have to. My all time favorite, I have the DVD box set here. Like, literally, I have it. Uh, so, I have it in um, uh, I have it in its own vacuum sealed Tupperware case. Like, yeah, it's yeah. an air sealed you, case. You still, you still have um, DVDs. Yeah. Listen, I'm going to keep this thing for the rest of my life. When my daughter gets older and I can <laughs> expose her to this type of violent, vulgar content, I want to watch it with her. Uh, like that's how important it is to me. Yeah. So Yu Yu Hakusho, you probably heard me talk about the show many times. Sure, it is, um, in my in my opinion, it's the greatest anime of all time, next to DBZ because like DBZ is just so great. Uh, was, but it I is was, up I there with Dragon Ball Z. This is does DB, uh, DBZ count as anime? Yeah, I yeah, feel yeah. like that's not like traditional anime though, right? It's 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 got different vibes and different themes. Uh, yeah, I well mean there, there are different like types aesthetic. of anime. Sure. Yeah, uh, but it, it counts as anime. DBZ's anime. Um, but I would I highly... Like it, I, I feel would, like it's like the beginners, beginners, beginners anime. That's what I said before. Yeah. I would say my top five of all time, like the the old school stuff, DBZ, Cowboy Bebop, Yu Yu Hakusho, uh, Gundam Wing, and then I got to go with Dude, like Big I, O. I think, I think Gundam Wing was one of the reasons why I could never really get into uh, anime. Because I would, after watching DBZ, I would watch Gundam Wing and just be bored out of my mind. At yeah. I mean, the, the storytelling was so different. The art was so yeah. different. DBZ was like exciting. And, uh, and and Gundam Wing was more like storytelling. It was like, yeah. uh, it was, it was, but like we were too young to appreciate it. I feel like now, if we were to watch D, uh, Gundam Wing, we'd be like, okay, like, there's you, like story you, here. Did you like get back into it when you got older or did you just kind of stay with it when you were young, even though you didn't like fully like understand everything that was going on? Yeah, I mean, I so like when I was younger, it was like Dragon Ball Z, and then it was like I remember it was like, I think the, the other show was like Top Cats. Remember those two cats who were like were like mechanics and they worked in the junkyard. Yeah. Um, and then you remember that show? I do. Yeah. And then as as I got older, like I remember I found um, Cyborg Zero Zero Seven. Then I remember I found Big O, um, which like resonated with me because my name is Arrain, starts with the O. I was like, oh shit, Big O, and then like Match I remember. Yeah, I remember I named myself that on like uh, MySpace, right? It was me and Tom at the beginning. Throwbacks, um, <laughs> right? And then when like the Facebook started, it was like me and Zuck, but I sold all my <laughs> shares too early, and like here I am. Uh, <laughs> yeah, who's the other guy, Sergio? Uh, but anyway, uh, so I feel like it's something that I I liked early on, and then like over time I fell in love with. It wasn't until I found Yu Hakusho that like I was like, this is it. Like this mm. is like I'm I'm an anime guy. Through and through. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I'll definitely. Uh, Seven Deadly Sins. You, I can show. You're gonna um, love Seven Deadly Sins. Yeah, for sure. You're gonna love it. I'll definitely check them out. 
I'll definitely check them out on my uh, my my newly acquired anime kick here. Uh, but in any event, let's 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 press forward. We got some trailers to fucking watch here. Uh, so our first one here, uh, we've got another paranormal activity. Talk about some spooky movies that Arane's probably going to be too scared to watch. Um, we've got uh, paranormal activity next of kin. Now, how many times they're going to fucking reboot paranormal activity? Who knows, right? We've had about 20 different iterations of pretty much the same story here. I'm not going to lie, though. Paranormal activity three um, caused me not to sleep for quite some time. Uh, very big story. Me and my brother were sharing an apartment, right? And he had to go away for some sort of like basic training or something like that. So he was going to be gone for like a month or two. Right. And we watched this movie the night before he left. And uh, so we watched this movie. He leaves like the next day. The next night I'm in the apartment by myself. <sighs> couldn't I, I developed the case where I couldn't sleep with open doors. Uh, and if anybody remembers Paranormal Activity 3, you've got the little scary-ass girls who walk into their parents' rooms and they just fucking sway back and forth for seemingly hours. One of the freakiest shit that I, spooked me to no fucking end, right? Couldn't sleep with closed doors until like, or without closed doors until like two months ago <laughs> was, was when I finally kind of Two got over ago. yeah but that's only because i got a, an alarm system so it's like all right well some shit's about to go off if <laughs> if, yeah, if bro, a door you, opens. you cannot see a ghost on a ring doorbell yeah, like look, you can't you can't <laughs> tell my flawed logic that okay <laughs> did you get did you get the the infrared ghost <laughs> detection kit because that's an upgrade yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that's one of the upgrades that uh that that ring just kind of randomly threw in without me knowing was it was a thing that one of those uh extra benefits. You're like, oh shit, I have that. You got to right. pay for that bundle. It's <laughs> yeah. an extra nine ninety nine a month. Fair enough. Anyways, back to uh, Paranormal Activity: Next of Kin. Um, so this is being directed by William Eubank, directed uh, written by Christopher Landon, uh, starring Emily uh, Battier, Better. Um, Roland Buck the third, Dan Lippert, and Henry Ayers Brown. This is due out right before Halloween, October 29th of this here year. Uh, look, I would tell you the synopsis of the film, but apparently they don't want us to know what the fuck the synopsis is. But I'm guessing that's what the fuck the trailer is going to <laughs> tell us here. So without further ado, Paranormal Activity, next of kin trailer. Let's do it. All right, whenever you're ready. We are shooting a documentary because I am about to meet my first biological relative. She's Amish. I'm not. I am not you know Amish. What? We are humbled and grateful to have our sister Margot return to us. <laughs> I've always hoped that I could meet you all, so this is a really special moment for me. Hey, mind if I film you for a moment? Hey. I like your doll. What's her name? Yeah. You know, that was my mom's name. She used to live here a long time ago. She's still here. What did you say? Whoa. Why would they build a church all the way back here? What is that? demon, Asmodeus, was trapped inside a chosen woman of God. This has happened before. 
from my mom? You can't have me and my baby? I know every Amish family within a 50-mile area. They ain't Amish. Jesus fiat komen, Jesus fiat komen, Christus shanti konsu erda. Jesus fiat komen, Jesus fiat komen, Christus shanti konsu erda. Oh my god. Are you sure about this? I have to know. Wolf. Uh, Couldn't be me. <laughs> listen, all, listen. First of all, the, you know the Amish are just livid. If they watched movies, right, they would be pissed, right? I guess that's why they made this movie because they're like, look, no Amish watches movies. So we could offend a out. whole group of people <laughs> yeah. that won't know. <laughs> I, I honestly, do, right? Do I have that right? The Amish, the Amish don't watch films. I'm sure, right? Like, yeah, I think it's like, like, like the like no electricity and uh, like modern technology. I, I don't know yeah. if like the Amish are on like Twitter yeah. or have Netflix. Yeah. I, I could be very wrong. Listen, I, I'm only speaking from like the hour layover I had in Salt Lake City. Um, <laughs> you know, so like in my experience was very. <laughs> Is that where the, all the Amish are? are uh, like are Utah. Those just Mormon? Yeah, like, I think those are just um, Mormons. Is it Mormons? Right? Is yeah. there a difference? <laughs> What's the difference? <laughs> yeah, I think the Amish are. If and please, anybody feel free to correct me in the comment section. But are, uh, do they are they do they wear the little hats? I, is that Amish I, I or is that look, Mormon? I, I I don't know about the hats, but uh, but I do know uh, there's more Amish. I think in PA, I want to say there, there's probably a lot more Amish, right? Unless I have that wrong. Mm. Um, yeah. So, anyways, um, yeah, uh, you, you they would be pissed if they knew this movie was coming out. But also, dude, uh, that was the first. Or they'd I've be seen. like, that shit is spot on. Yeah, well, which would be even scarier. Uh, yeah, <laughs> terrifying. Um, <laughs> That movie or that trailer was actually, and I, you know, and seeing a, a couple of the snippets I saw, that was actually terrifying, dude. Like I was, they put some shit in there. I was like, whoa, 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 what are we doing here? There's too much, too much, right? Um, yeah. On, on top of that, um, yo, whoever, you know, side note for whoever their cinematographer was, whoever was in charge of the camera. That dude was on point. He had it in 24 Masterful. frames per second. He had the fucking uh, gimbals going, you know, so it just all looked real smooth, you know? And Always. he was in the mix. Like, yeah. this... So, like, one of the things that Paranormal Activity... And I've never seen one fucking movie, but I've seen the trailers. Uh, one of the things that, like, I feel like they do well is, like, it is a very intimate, scary movie. It is not, like, capturing the room and capturing like everything that's going on in this particular scene in this particular setting or environment it is like capturing this person's fearful experience in like this moment and like that is scary that is scary right it's not necessarily like what's going on it is the fear that someone is feeling at this point in time for me that is like what makes the best scary movie scary 
right? Yeah. Is like being able to like visually experience like someone else's fear who's like lived this thing that you would also be afraid of. Uh, I feel like that is like as I'm watching this trailer, it's like when you're seeing you know the the girl under the bed and she clearly is like no one else is in the room, but then someone lays on top of the bed and you feel it sink down. And could you imagine the fear? And you're getting like that like close camera frame of like her fear and that experience of like being underneath the bed at that moment in time. That is scarier to me than like if the camera were to show like a wide angle of of that that moment of that experience. Well, because horror is more about what we don't see than when we do, right? Like that's that's mm, when, yeah. That's when fear takes hold. Is when you don't know. Like you can look at uh, like if you if you look at something and it's a dark image and you can't really understand like what you're looking at you're much more fearful than if you could diagnose oh that's what the fuck this is right which is why like it's always scarier when you have these type of situations than if you have like a fucking michael myers right michael myers is something that like sure he'll roll up on me with a knife and shank me to death but at least i i know that that's my enemy right but when your shit's just like i don't know where this shit's coming from i can't understand exactly what it is or how it's going to be well, now we're in uncharted territory. Now my brain can't process what the fuck's going on here. I'm in fear mode. Um, so yeah. Anyways, that dude, that was that was terrifying. I, uh, yeah. Listen, I'm not going to uh, see so that. that <laughs> this is paranormal activity next of kin. Listen, that, yeah. if that was me next to get shot, because um, I don't play around. <laughs> you know, I got the Ghostbusters hollow tips. That's that's how I sleep at night. All right, all right. You 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 go ahead and and joke away your fear. <laughs> yeah. Listen. Whatever I have to do to make myself feel safe at night. But so, so you sleep with the door closed or open? Uh, right now it's open, but after seeing that trailer, I don't know. We might have to go back. We might have to revisit yeah. some, some things here. So short, quick, fun story. I used to sleep with the door open because I used to be afraid of like or fearful of like having the door closed and yeah. like just me being in the darkness of the room, right? So I used to sleep with the door open all the time. And then... Um, you know, I've got a I've got a little girl, and you know there would be times at night in which she would uh, wake up in the middle of the night and be, she'd get scared, and she'd come into my room. And there's so many times in which like I would just wake up to her saying like 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 daddy daddy like I'm scared, and she'd be like standing in the doorway like oh, no. you know you know terrifying it, like you. In horror movies, there's always like a young girl in like a white dress with <laughs> covered in blood standing in the doorway. So yeah. I'm, you know, literally there have been times when like I've woken up to my daughter like standing above me, like "Wake up, nigga," or <laughs> in the doorway like "Daddy," da, nice. da, 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 da. and I'm like, "Yo, terrifying." <laughs> lucky I have my strap on. <laughs> terrifying. I can't Absolutely wait to tell terrifying. her this story when I get it, when, when she gets older. Uh, but yeah, so now I see with the door closed. So you better knock, and I got my ring doorbell with the with the bundle that you don't have the, the infrared. So. <laughs> hey, look, uh, but anyway, uh, we got another great trailer coming up. Here. We do. Oh man, a trailer that we've all uh, teaser. For, dude, a teaser. I don't even care what it is, dude. At least we're getting something of it. Uh, more Game of Thrones. Look. People are haters, right? So, uh, you know, they'll... Oh, the under game is just ruining it for me, man. B- shut your bitch ass up. Look, shut you don't act up. like you didn't fucking enjoy the rest of the goddamn series, man. That shit was live. What the fuck are you talking about? I'll go back and watch Game of Thrones right now. Right now. I don't know why I had to be so forceful with that, but I will. I will go back and watch Game of Thrones anytime. Look, I'm just... I watched it like two, maybe even three times back to back before the eighth season. So I just had way too much Game of Thrones. I was dreaming Game of Thrones. I was seeing Game of Thrones, just like how you were talking about how like you just adapted your life <laughs> to the thing you were watching. Uh, you know, I started fucking. You know. Uh, so who's uh, your character then? 
who's my character? Uh, I would say. Who's my character? What did you I would, mold I would say, yourself after? I would say I'm more of a Sansa than than anything because Sansa grew into her role, and mm. she she learned from like past mistakes. And I feel like that, that that's the thing that I've sort of like locked onto is learning from past mistakes. That's how you know learning film and TV shit. Or, or just like you know how to work as like a videographer or like how to just work in that space overall you are going to make mistakes but your <laughs> the idea is to learn from said mistakes and i feel like i've done no. a decent job of this of that's how i've been able to learn you know dude that's a great one because like sansa wasn't defined by her mistakes she like grew and learned exactly from them. exactly that, that's and a she, great one i like that yeah uh so i feel like that's that's who i'd market myself uh after um that was but, a good one i'm uh, proud of you yeah i appreciate that i but i that but was I good that was a good pull the, uh... I, I i wish i'd stole that one first i'm happy <laughs> with my answer but that was a great pull sansa <laughs> as much as i hated her character throughout the show at the end you're just like oh, god yeah damn, like, what she becomes she is to be way on the more than obviously where she she started she grew yeah she's the person yeah. who grew the most out of this but uh but i would like the the john snow regeneration thing that 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 i feel like that's clutch right mm. you, you, you always need one of those you know extra mario lives you know <laughs> in the clutch moments when death yeah. has you by the neck uh yeah. you, 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 uh, unless you, you, when you like come back to life you still have like student loan debt and like yeah, yeah. then it's unfortunate <laughs> yeah. then you're like fuck you could have just left me your next payment is due on the 21st <laughs> yeah. it's like oh, no. fuck it's squid yeah. send me back <laughs> um <laughs> all right let's so uh look this is a series that's uh being uh, was created by uh, obviously George R. R. Martin is uh, right. I have that right, right? George R. R. Martin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, he's the originator of all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. It goes without saying. Uh, Ryan uh, Condal is the, uh, I believe, the creator of this set show. Multiple writers on the show. Uh, this stars uh, Miley uh, Alcock, Eve Best, Emily Carey, Patty uh, Condensing, Con Sitting. I believe uh, this is due out 20 or uh, yeah, 2022. Uh, they didn't really have like a specific time, I guess. Uh, so we don't know exactly when this is coming out, but uh, you know, hopefully sometime in the very near future without further ado, our first fucking glimpse of house of the dragon. Okay. I realize now that I probably didn't say that from the top, but this is house of the dragon teaser trailer. Yeah. Let's get into this shit. Okay. This will be on George RR Martin networks. Remember that one? Terrible joke. Gods.
I am looking forward to this. Oh man. Um, what I'm really curious in is if they uh dive into everybody else outside of House Targaryen, right? That mm-hmm. if they get into um the Lannisters, the uh the uh not Snows, um the, the Baratheons, uh, the Starks, and uh, Starks yeah. you know if they if they start diving into some of that, and I'm sure they'll sprinkle that in as we sort of go along, um. But, you know, and if they start uh, sort of like alluding to like the Mad King, you know, like all these things, but also have a character of its own. Because I really I really I want the show to be successful. And I feel like the only way it's going to be successful is if it's as much as its own thing, then something that is just, oh, this reminds me of Game of Thrones, you know? Yeah. Um, I feel like it like don't don't just don't just tell me like kind of like the story, the early story of the families or the names that have already been told. Like, give me something like new to fall in love with. Yeah. Um, but, dude, I, I I'm all in on House uh, House of the Dragon. Um, now, it's interesting, right? Because I think dragons are still not a thing at this point in time. Right. Like they're still extinct at this at this junction. This is what two hundred years before that of Game of Thrones, and when Daenerys no. brings them back, it's it's the only time like in recent history that uh, dragons were sort of brought back into the fold, which is why they're so, you know, everybody. No, so it, uh, so it's been reported that apparently there will be twelve dragons featured Whoa. throughout um, the series. It's a lot of goddamn. I believe dragons. it's I believe it's twelve. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Good Wait, amount so they, of dragons. Here. So they know how many dragons are going to be in this. That's strange. Uh, so yeah, I think in like the the, the planning of the of the series, right? Because like you know, before they started filming anything, I feel like the whole, at least the majority of it was like planned out. So the 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 reports are that this will ultimately feature a total of twelve dragons throughout the series. Hmm. Yeah, that's good yeah. because I, I I couldn't imagine that they know how many seasons this show is going to be. I'm sure they're planning for it to be as long as it can possibly be, but. Um, that's interesting that you, we know that like up front, right? That they yeah. wouldn't just. Like, it, it could just be a rumor. It could be like, you know, some like disgruntled fired employee who's like, oh, I want to, I want to fucking ruin it for everybody because, you know, they fired me because I didn't do my job. I didn't show up on time. Uh, yeah. But, you know, if this series is going to feature that many dragons, I'm all here for it. And you know what? As much as I love this trailer, I somewhat feel disrespected. This is like. This is like when a friend asks you for a favor and they try to like sell it to you too much. It's like, hey, like uh, I'm moving on the eighth. Like, you know, can you like come and help? Like just for an hour. Like, you know, like I'll 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 buy you, you know, I'll buy you a bottle of whiskey or your, your next beer or drink is on me. And you know, I'll have this and peace. I'll buy you the new Yeezys. It's like oh we're friends. Jeez. You don't have to sell this to me. You ask for my help. I'm here to help. No, but they had all a, they, I needed. They had no, to throw no, all out a I need, teaser. Like they couldn't just be no, like, "Don't show up at my house, bitch!" Like that's not. <laughs> that's not. No, you, you know what? Like, if tune day, if you're like, hey, yo, I, I'm moving. I need your help. I just day in the time. Give me the day in the time. If I'm here to help, I'll help. You don't need to oversell it, right? Uh, Game of Thrones. I love you. Just tell me when episode one will air. I'm there. You don't gotta tease shit. No, you gotta tease. You don't, you don't no, gotta no, sell no, this to me. I'm not. here for it. Especially, this, especially this, this trailer was great. That, I didn't need it at all. No, especially with the way that Game of Thrones ended and how everybody it was a very controversial ending for Game of Thrones. Uh, especially in that in, in that light, they had to come out with the 
pun intended, fire trailer, right? Um, uh, for the show coming up, you have to build excitement. You can't just look if you're, if you're, if you're the L.A. Rams, right? God forbid, right? If you're the L.A. Rams, uh, which I noticed that we we distinctly did not talk about how they got Thursday night football, baby. They got an ass whooping from the Arizona Cardinals. But anyways, neither here nor there. Yeah, beat um, not an ass whooping. What was his final score? It was like 31 to 24? No, Something like that? It's 14. Um, it was like 38 to 14 or something like that. Anyways, no. Anyways, okay. Anyways, so if you're the LA Rams, right, and you did great last season, right? We had, we were what, like a 12, 10 win season, whatever the fuck you guys did last season, right? Great season last season, right? We made it to the, to the, uh, to the divisional round, right, of the, uh, 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 of the playoffs. You can't just rest on that. And to come back next year, right? You gotta, you gotta do it all over again. You gotta start all over again. You don't carry success from one thing to the other. You, you gotta win the shit again, right? So what do you do? You go out. Oh man, we got this big ass stadium. Nobody's ever been in. That's a reason for fans to come out. Oh, what's that? We signed this rookie, that rookie, that person, this person. Okay, we, all of it to make people excited for your product now. If you just rest on what your product was yesterday, well, you're fucking late to the game nobody's going to show up to your shit right but if you get people excited about what's going on right now the fucking look hey shout out to jay and nadia look the redskins three decades ago were really great right they got the fucking what the uh what they used to call their fucking offensive linemen the hogs or what would they call them what they used to call them back in the day i don't know the slaves, the they used to call, native yes. americans i don't know this that was a racist organization right that was a racist organization Wait, did I say Redskins or Washington? I hope I said Washington. Yeah, Washington, Washington football, football team. team. There you go. You know, I actually um, hope they keep that name, Washington football they team. They might as well far. already. It's already. I'm used to it. Yeah. You try confusing. to rebrand yeah, it yeah. to me. Yeah. Too confusing. Just, um, I'm already comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if you try to do that, right, like uh, if they rested on what they did like three decades ago, people know right now they're kind of like, I mean, literally right now, they're not too, too bad right now. But like over the past decade, they've been kind of ass, right? So if you, you can't rest on the yesterday shit, you got to give me the new shit, you know? And so I feel like as Game of Thrones, look, this this whole series is based on, or the series that we're going to be watching now with uh, House of uh, House of the Dragon is based off of Fire and Blood, which is uh, another George R. R. Martin book uh which talks about basically how like the fall of or the beginning of the end of house targaryen and and how they kind of just you know uh got done in so to speak um and so look i'm excited dude i'm excited i can't i can't i can't wait for this dude uh yeah you know what i'm I'm making a pledge here before the start of this new year i'm gonna crack open one of these here game of thrones books never did Mm. it before and honestly, as thick as they are, I'm like, fuck, that's that's a time commitment. Holy shit. Um, but I'm going to crack so open. I might even start with Fire and Blood. All right. Uh, you know, and- I might do the audiobooks. You might have inspired me to do the audiobook because <laughs> I'm not going to read enough. more shit. Well, you, no. you, know what I, you know what I like to do? Uh, listen. I, I, I like to do the combination of both. I like to start a book in an audio format and then I'll pick up some 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 chapters in an actual like book format and then I, like I'll alternate between the two um like when I have the time to sit down and read I'll read but then uh you know if I'm like on the fucking treadmill or something like that I'll I'll, I'll toss on the audio version of it um so I can get it in I, I understand starting to read it and then like picking it up with the audio I don't understand the reverse that's like 
starting to watch porn and then like, you know what, I'm going to turn this off and then I'm just going to think about the rest. You know, I thought you were going to go in a different direction there. I thought you were going to go with like actual sex, right? Like that's like starting with actual sex and then watching porn. Um, seems not the. I mean, that's a, that's a great that's that's a good one too. <laughs> uh, you're, you're, you're welcome there for that better example of what the fuck. No, no, I think I think mine's was better because it's like uh, one is like wasn't. really good, but the other is like uh, very very different than like the, yeah. the original. Fair enough. All right, let's l- l- let's uh, switch gears here. Uh, so so that's due out in 2022. Uh, I don't know exactly. Um, what time i don't think there's a specific um release date uh, other than generally in 2022 um but look let's get to something else here that's that's pretty important ayasi right which uh look if you were to quiz me before this and explain you know uh, and i had to like explain to you what ayasi fucking stood for uh probably wouldn't be able to fucking tell you right but the uh ayasi um, which stands for the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees. Uh, it, it basically is sort of like the, the the grunt workers of Hollywood, right? The um, the people who work, you know, as far as like the grips, the technicians, uh, the uh, I don't know, sound recordist. Um, I'm I'm probably butchering this whole explanation of what who's no, actually. It, it, it's essentially all the people you see at the like at the towards the end of the trailer. <laughs> towards the end of the trailer, like, or do you mean movie? Like the the, the movie credits. I'm sorry, not the trailer. When you're watching the movie credits at the end of uh, a film, when you see like after they list all the like the main actors and like. You know, when you see not after like cop number one and cop number two and cop number three, okay. when they like list like key grip and the boom mic guys. And there you go. that's who we're talking about right now. Fair enough. Uh, so it's a it's a union, right, of these tech workers and craftspeople uh, from the industry, uh, you know, that can stretch from camera people to costume prop, yada, yada. Um, and so basically they have uh, or they're trying to uh, nail down a contract with the um uh, the AMPTP, which is the, uh, um, and now I'm fucking blanking on that too. Uh, so the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers, which is basically the producers. Uh, so they're working on a contract so that they can do several different things, right? But the big thing is, is that they've basically voted recently in like well over 90% of the uh, of the people who actually voted in this case, which was, I think, some just below 90% of the people who could vote voted um, of the union members. Um, well over 90%, I think some to the tune of like 98% of them voted that they will, they're going to strike if the um, AMPTP doesn't um, doesn't meet their demands for what they for they want in this new contract uh, that that they're trying to sign. I think it's a three year contract they're about to sign. Uh, so basically, if they don't hammer out a deal within these next, I guess, a few weeks or within some sort of specified amount of time, we might get a fucking strike in Hollywood. Now we went we went through this before, uh, where I think the, it was the actors. If, if I'm, I think it was the Actors Guild that uh, back in that 2008, sounds familiar, yeah. 2009 
I think it was the actors. I can't I can't remember specifically who it was in, in that case. Or maybe it was the directors. I, I forget who it was. But they ended up striking back in like it was 2008, 2009, where fucking we got shortened seasons of certain shows because they couldn't complete the seasons uh, before the strike. And it was just a, a bad scenario overall film productions you know shut down um and look coming off of not even coming off still within a pandemic um this is just not a fucking good look dude this is just not a good look um and look what they want isn't really like that much right so i so i was taking a look at like what the demands actually were it's a real simple dude um one point of contention is new media um that look over the past decade or so um quote unquote new media uh, is basically like now the standard it's no longer new it's you know it's just media <laughs> you know when you talk about the youtubes when you talk about streaming when you talk about all this stuff that takes place online um it's no longer new and and these whether it's studios or producers or whoever have reaped so much benefit off of new media right um uh, exploding um, uh, revenues uh, for 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 a lot of the people who are involved in this situation, except for the actual workers, right? They have not seen the proportional raises to their wages and shit. Um, as you would think that, hey, if if the entire industry is booming right now, as far as uh, and and honestly, the uh, the pandemic sort of showed how important quote unquote new media is uh because it became like the one place where you could watch like theaters shut down right so it it stressed how important streaming and all that shit is right because it's not only is it the new wave i would argue just the wave it's uh how especially in a pandemic setting is the only way you can watch you know new new product as far as like tv and film goes um so they're like look we want to be compensated accordingly given this new landscape that we're in or this landscape that's been basically dominant for the last decade or so, right? Um, and to treat it no longer as the sideshow, but as the premiere show, right? Where, where where it's not just like a tack on to your contract, but is built into the contract that, hey, if you if we hit these certain benchmarks, then boom, look, you, you get a, 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 a bump accordingly. Now, now, look, I don't know what their exact structure is going to be, but I would imagine it has something, you know, it's something to that tune. Two, they want sustainable benefits into retirement age. I don't think that's something to fucking, you know, um, that that's too much to fucking ask, right? Look, we just watched Squid no. Games, and again, we, we talked about, you know, how this, you know, how this, pre- the preposterous nature of having, um, uh, healthcare tied to employment, so they're basically like, as soon as you stop working, fuck your benefits, right? Um, nobody fucking wants that, you know, and and everybody's looking to sort of build up some sort of pension or something to so that they can have security after they retire. So I don't think that's too much to fucking ask for. Three, they want reasonable rest. Now this might be the most immediate thing, right? Along with I guess higher higher wages, but uh. They want a real rest between periods. That means if you're on a shoot, um, you know, uh, and you, it's like a two week shoot, then I don't want to be fucking working five, 12 hour days back to back. Nigga, like I got to fucking sleep at some point, don't I? Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. Will Smith has a double decker trailer <laughs> and he gets eight hours of rest in between yeah. 15 minute takes. Uh, yeah. 
um and then a, a real weekend rest right so an actual fucking weekend not just some well i mean i guess you could go home for the weekend but a lot of people are staying i don't know you can do whatever you want champ so none of that shit right like i want an actual fucking weekend here and then see <clears throat> Uh, if I even started this with AB, uh, is effective penalties uh, for elimination of meal breaks and working straight through weekends. So basically, it's just like there's no there seems to be no real true mechanism in place right now to prevent people from doing all these bad behaviors of being like, well, I mean, you guess you could go to lunch or you could just fucking work through it because that's what everybody yeah. else is doing, you know, and oh if you God. don't, then we'll go ahead and fire you, you know, and we'll just yeah. find somebody else who's willing to. I feel like Joss Whedon on the set of like fucking uh, Justice League like did all of this. He was like, yeah, like, uh, yeah, you know, you could go home for the weekend, but uh, we won't be having you back. Yeah, him and him and Brian Singer. <laughs> yeah, uh, so you're you're gonna stay, yeah. uh, sleep. You don't need sleep. We're we're gonna yeah. start filming in twelve hours. Stay Not, awake. It, it's one of those situations where they say, oh yeah yeah, yeah. oh you want to go to lunch? Oh no 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 for sure for sure go to lunch go to lunch. And by the time you come back. Oh man, sorry. Look, mm, uh, while um, you're in line ordering, you get the email from HR like, Jacob. "Oh, your contract has been terminated." It's like, what? I didn't even in get the, to order my in food. In the middle yet. of eating Chipotle, <laughs> uh, you can just pack up your things, uh, get your belongings in your locker, and you're like, "I didn't even have a locker." <laughs> yeah. So you don't even have a room anymore. Like, pick up your things in the lobby. Like, you guys packed my shit up. Like, you didn't even let me go back to the room. Um, yeah. But no, I, mean, I think all of this is reasonable. And like, one of the things to highlight here is like, there are a lot of Hollywood celebrities that have like rallied behind this. Uh, so in this article that we're reading here from Vanity Fair, it says, moreover, many Hollywood celebrities have rallied behind the strike vote, including Kate Blanchett, Seth Rogen, Mindy Kalin, Kerry Washington, Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin. I don't know who the fuck that is. Uh, as well oh, as Lily Ben Tomlin. Stiller. Um, isn't she? Isn't she the person in um, Ant Man and the Wasp? Right. That's Lily Tomlin, right? No, no, no. That's not her. That's uh, that's, that's fucking somebody else. I know who you're talking about, but that's not Lily Tomlin. Um, but you know who's pissed off? Tom Cruise, because he's been trying to make oh, this shit. fucking. Whoops, Lily Tomlin. She, oh, she's a fucking dope actress from from. She's been in Hollywood for for forever. I uh, deeply apologize for not immediately. Yeah, sorry, Lily. Cruise. Sorry about that. Uh, uh, more recently, Gracie and Frankie. I don't know why the fuck I are Grace and Frankie. Sorry, uh, I don't know. Anyways, I feel embarrassed about yeah. that, but continue. Good for her. Uh, Tom Cruise, like he's trying to film a movie in fucking space. Uh, so I'm sure he's like, oh, you guys want. Uh, rights against UV radiation protection. If you die upon re-entry into the Earth's atmosphere, Absolutely you want a weekend. You want you want time off because of exhaustion from leaving the Earth's atmosphere. Fuck that. We've got to film my movie. So I'm sure Tom Cruise is looking at this like, nope, I don't agree with it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, I'm all for this. I, I do think that like. Uh, there are a lot of men and women behind the scenes of making all these great movies who are underappreciated, who are underpaid. Um, so, you know, it's about time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I'm, I'm always standing with people, especially if they're looking to uh, uh, 
if they have some sort of collective bargaining um, ability, right? Like that's always super fucking important because how these employers are able to take advantage of you is if you're all individuals, right? If you're just all just individualized and they can keep everything compartmentalized, then they can just fucking control everything that you do. Then it becomes like the norm, right? It, then if you don't do the fuck shit that they want you to do, then it becomes, oh, well, we're just going to get a, you know get somebody else in here who could do the shit. But if you're unionized and if your union um, is is uh, uh, negotiates properly, then you should be able to develop a standard, right, in which they have to abide by. Um, and I think that's super important, especially in industries like this, that you can get uh, only a few people who just fucking dominate everything and then can control everything and uh, basically make your life a living hell and you just have to accept it because what the fuck else are you going to do? What other work are you going to do? If this is the thing you actually love to do, but don't want to have to work 14 12 hour days in a row uh because they're just like well this is what we're used to doing this is this is how it happens you know um so so yeah uh I'm, so I, I stand with uh ayatsi if that's even how you pronounce it uh and uh yeah I, I hope they can work something out but look fuck it man if they if, if they don't meet the demands fuck it we strike midnight I say midnight in a party. Yeah, I don't know why at midnight. Like nobody's even awake. Everybody's sleeping at midnight. Um, but uh, but yeah, man. Look, we we had one other story about the Panama Papers. I think we can we could probably save that for another time. I think we've we've exhausted ourselves today. Although that is a very rich and interesting story. Uh, so if we wanted to cover like super quick, look. Long story short, a bunch of rich ass people yeah, hiding money listen. overseas. Uh, what the fuck's new? Like uh, a news alert for everybody who didn't fucking know this happens in, in the first place. Rich people doing rich people shit, okay? <laughs> Which is yeah. just hiding money in places where others cannot get to it, okay? Like so, so I'll give you a quick wrap, one wrap up. Like a couple years ago, this was like three or four years ago, Panama Papers released. Basically, it was like a, exposing all the rich people in the world who like have their money hidden in offshore shell accounts. Um, this one was particular to Panama. It's like your favorite celebrities, uh, politicians, uh, movie stars, actors, musicians, blah, 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 right? Uh, so fast forward to today, we there's been exposed um, what's called the, the Pandora Papers. And like, bro, if you're rich, if you got money, the last thing you want your fucking name in is anything with like ending in papers, whether it's Panama Papers, Pandora Papers, fucking uh, uh, like backwood papers, like wh whatever. Like I just don't, don't put my name in this shit. Uh, so like, this is interesting. So this is basically like um, uh, a tax shelter uh haven which includes some of your favorite celebrities including like shakira elton john Ringo well, Starr, gonna lie. who the fuck is talking about well shakira might be a little bit more relevant but elton john listen, listen, shakira Star, is, uh, yeah Ringo star i mean elton john's got bread 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 shakira she's got that international bread listen her hips don't lie but her accountant does okay uh <laughs> how long were you waiting to get that off you've, you've three days waiting. three days i literally wrote that joke down <laughs> <laughs> Listen, oh my god but, jesus Listen, Christ. We, we were gonna skip over this story I, I know you wanted to skip over it just for a second but i'm like oh, yeah, i've got this joke in the chain where i want to let this shit off, off. Yeah. Um, but listen, uh, you know, this is unfortunate because like, you know, you know, i'm sure, uh, you know, you know who's thankful her name wasn't in these papers hmm. scarlett johansson because she just got that disney <laughs> bag and she's like oh my god thank thankfully my money is not in pandora she's got her money in luxembourg they don't have uh document leaks there uh but she knows she's not gonna want to get taxed on that disney money that black widow money no but, but no. look this this goes to 
sort of just like something that we already knew. Now, obviously, it's proof positive, right? Like it's an actual it's proof that these people are hiding their monies overseas and 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 avoiding taxes. Um, but uh, but look, this isn't this is just. Yeah, like when you, when you create an environment that doesn't really punish shit like this, right? Like not in any real way. Because I find it preposterous that you can release like the Panama Papers and say, oh, this celebrity does it, that celebrity does it. When you know for a fact companies do it at nauseum, right? Yeah. Like, Amazon like paid zero brazenly, uh, federal taxes in 2019 and 2020. They like, we brazenly know that. avoid t- paying taxes, right? And we're like, no, but Shakira. And it's just like, well, what the fuck? Like, like not, 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 not to say that I don't give a fuck about Shakira hiding her money overseas. Like, sure. But also, fucking Google <laughs> is hiding their fucking... And they have way more bread, <laughs> clearly, yeah. than fucking and- Shakira. What's interesting about this, what's interesting about this and what it highlights is like people get more upset at like individual people who are like hiding their money in tax havens and tax shelters and shell companies. Um, But when it comes to like, you know, the banks that do it, like the major corporations that do it, the Amazons, Teslas, the Facebooks, the Twitters, uh, we don't care, whatever. But like, let's say you find out that fucking Lindsay Lohan hid uh, uh, $400 offshore you're like, oh, she should pay. Yo, she should he, pay taxes he, on that. It's like, why do you he, care about individual people when these major corporations are hiding billions of dollars offshore that should be going into, uh, 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 that should be generating tax revenue that could pay for the healthcare that you want, the universal education that you want. And you know what's the hilarious part about it is we probably have an opportunity to affect these organizations way more than we do the people right so like you can sure you can boycott shakira's music right um but in reality you could probably if everybody was like yeah fuck it we're not using google anymore so long as they don't fucking pay taxes right that would be way more effective than like trying to shut down shakira right like it'd be way more effective be like everybody at once stop using google because they don't fucking contribute to society like normal fucking people do right Um, or or even more than that right like let's say you hand it on a city by city state by state basis like let's say you only uh elect or vote for uh uh, congressmen and congresswomen and senators and like uh, uh council members who would agree to or vote for um uh, local state taxes for like the major companies that uh, operate within your state, right? And and that the revenue from those uh, industries or from those businesses go directly to the education fund in your state or the healthcare fund in your state. So for example, we live in the state of Maryland, right? There are a lot of major companies here in the state of Maryland. Johns Hopkins hospitals, JP Morgan, Morgan Stanley, Under Armour, Fila. Uh, there are a lot of huge, uh, McCormick and Schmidt. There are a lot of huge companies that operate here in the state of Maryland that don't pay state taxes when that state tax revenue could be used to fund education and healthcare. So like, what if like people rallied together and only voted for politicians that like in office that like agreed with like taxing those uh, companies and uh, actually saw through with like those, those policies, those, those things that they campaign on yeah. versus like little dumb shit. Like, Oh, like, Oh, are you a Christian Senator? Are you going to hold Christian values? Well, it's like, yeah, well, I'll hold Christian values, but I'm going to let Under Armour, pass on 400 million dollars in tax revenue and i'm going to pocket some of that on backdoor deals yeah so so that's the trick right like to get people to actually vote in their own self-interest versus voting for shit that yeah at the end of the day doesn't fucking matter or doesn't really isn't really applicable to their lives right like oh this person just seemed more 
uh, politician like, you know, than this uh, this unquaffed person. You know, it's it's yeah. really fucking stupid. But anyways, that's the world we live in. We're all yeah. kind of stupid, uh, honestly, myself included. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, that that's the lesson for today, ladies and gentlemen. We come to an end to another wonderful episode of the Fade Podcast. Look, perhaps a longer show, but fuck it, we do that from time to time. All right, we talk. Fuck all right, it. that's what we do. That's what we do. We talk. You listen. Some of you do. Um, but uh, but yeah, man. Um, look, we appreciate you guys. We love you guys. Uh, but hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Like I always say, share button. Do all that shiznit. Uh, we will be back next Wednesday with some hot takes. Uh, not really. We don't really have hot takes. Hot, hot, sure. hot. Uh, we don't have hot takes. What movie was that from? I don't even know. I don't know. Were you? I thought you had an aneurysm well, just now. Fifth, um, fifth Element. Remember Chris Tucker? Oh yeah, Ruby Rod. Yeah, <laughs> yo, I was listening to that soundtrack recently. Yo, fire soundtrack. I don't know. Fire. Uh, you know, if you if you go back and listen to that, but uh, anyway, Blue I'm, Flames. I'm, I'm working on a thing right now, and I had to kind of poach one of the uh, the 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 tracks off of that soundtrack because I just I just love the vibe. The uh, the uh, any you know what uh, Fifth Element gives me, and I know we're about to end the show, and I'm prolonging it for no good reason. But uh, Fifth Element gives me a lot of um, anime vibes, man. I just realized that recently that it it's got sort of that aesthetic, that sort of cyberpunk sort of aesthetic to it, and, and the soundtrack and kind of how it flows. You know, um, it definitely gives some of that cowboy bebop feel to it. You know, the the hover cars mixed with um, the just regular cars, like all that shit like mixed in although i guess it was just yeah. strictly hover cars and, and Dude, um, so one of the things you're going to start to realize as you like start to like watch more anime is how much anime impacts um oh, oh, the world of film and creativity yeah. like a lot of the stuff you see in film is pulled from you know because it's all like uh just theatrical and uh, fantastical and uh, mystical right and a lot of that stuff is pulled from anime like i've watched so many movies and i'm like oh like i, I saw that in anime that i was watching or like oh that's more like i mean uh, squid games like if you look at like the acting that you'll find in a lot of these like japanese and korean uh shows like squid games it is very anime style theatricality um yeah. you know so as you get through there's one character in particular once you finish the show i'm going to highlight for you yeah. uh she's straight out of an anime that i yeah. that i just Finish. So, right. um, we'll try anyway, to talk yeah. about that later. Yeah. Uh, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we will hit um, the very usual protocol as we always do. Pay it out. Peace out, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy your Wednesdays, Thursdays, whenever the fuck you're actually listening to this. Appreciate you. Love you. Keep your doors closed at night.